Welcome to episode 22 of the 10 Tabs Open podcast. This is your host, Alex Howell, and today we had back on the podcast, Corey Gallagher. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'll give a, you a quick rundown. Uh, Corey is currently the U.S. Social Science Freshman Class Co-Dean and the Weathercock Instructor for the Barstow School, which is one of the oldest private schools in the Kansas City area. Uh, he has also been an instructor at several private high schools and universities in Kansas City, too. Uh, he is currently completing his Ph.D. in American Cultural History from the University of Missouri in Columbia. And with everything going on in the news, as most of you probably know the situation with Iran, I thought it was going to be perfect to have Corey on just to talk about that and a lot of other things that we kind of get into as we normally do. But with everything going on with his um, with his history background and his ability to kind of explain things and, you know, dumb it down for idiots like me, I thought it would be awesome to have him on to kind of explain the region, the history, and what we've been doing. We get into, you know, political topics, social topics, all kinds of things. So at sometimes you guys might uh, find yourselves... Uh, thinking, what the hell are they talking about? At other times, you might uh, might learn a little something. But I hope you guys really enjoy. Corey's one of my favorite people to have on here. He's so easy to talk to. He brings a lot of knowledge with him. Uh, just so you guys know, the 10 Tabs Open podcast is available at 10tabsopen.com as well as iTunes and Google Play. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Alexander from KC on multiple uh, platforms, including Instagram and Twitter, as well as Twitch. Uh, you may also follow me uh, at our website at alexanderhowell.com. And if you uh, need anything from me directly, just contact Alexander. Alexander at alexanderhowell.com. Again, episode 22, Corey Gallagher. Hope you enjoy. The only negative is the uh, the furnace in this place gets a, it's a little loud, so sometimes uh, we'll just hear. Yeah. So what's going on, man? Oh, not not much. <laughs> just <laughs> just World War Three. Just World War Three. <laughs> Getting ready to join up. Yeah, you I, know, I, think I don't we... want to get drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was really I'm, I I guess I made it into my thirties and have too young a kids to get drafted so yeah probably yeah and they've got drones now so probably i was going to go into the air force when i was a kid and yeah. then because my grandpa my grandfather my mom's side did and uh now now i'm like well i'm almost 33 i don't think they're gonna draft me well you know <laughs> <laughs> here i am approaching 40 uh yeah. the uh when september 11th happened yeah uh a friend of, and i yeah. went to join up and uh, and we were actually both rejected for medical reasons. No yeah, because, you know, my back is all screwed up. Uh-huh. So they were like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> and I was like, I can do it. And they're like, yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah. no. Like, yep. if your back goes out in the middle of something <laughs> and everybody has to carry you, like, that's no, that's not okay. It's like the wrong, like, lone survivor. It's yeah. Like, I was a lone survivor. Why? Because all my buddies died helping me out. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. They left me behind. Save Turned out that was Corey. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I. This whole thing has been weird. Like, from the very beginning. Like, I don't know what's going I mean, obviously, you never really know what's going on. But ever since we pulled out of... You know, and basically caused genocide of the Kurds. Sure, yeah. And since that moment, shit has just been weird. Like then, what was it? China, Russia, and Iran do exercises together. Yeah. And yeah. then they storm our embassy. Right. And then we kill their guy. Yeah. It's like we keep like poking each other. Like, hey, hey, 
What are we going to do? Yeah. You know, and it seems like the real big problem here is that um, the... I think the things that other countries are doing are specifically designed to elicit responses from us. Yeah. Um, and I think they have a good idea of how we will respond. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're just sort of doing things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we really necessarily have a strategy. Like, you know, Trump hasn't come out and said, well, we killed dude and here's why. Mm-hmm. And he said, we here, killed dude. Here's what we're going to do from here. <laughs> yeah. Like you, and you don't want to go into too much depth, right? right. Obviously, yeah. you know. But it's kind of like, well, what was the plan there? Mm-hmm. Because you know, it Iran's going to respond, right? Right, and Iran's probably going to respond in a way that is less aggressive, I would imagine, mm-hmm. because this is a chance for them to gain some degree of legitimacy internationally with other countries, right? They can make us very much look like the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, it is Iran. So, you know, next week they might assassinate the ambassador from the United States to Iraq. I mean, you know, who knows? Like, that would be a pretty easy target, Mm -hmm. I would think. So, and right there. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of the problem is you don't really know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And we've done something that doesn't seem to have a strategic purpose behind it. Yeah. But it's definitely going to cause problems. Outside of a fuck you, really. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it was, right? Yeah. It's like storm our embassy, we'll kill your guy. I mean, that's really, I mean, it just seems retaliatory. Which is fine if you have a plan, I guess. Yeah. The only conceivable plan that I can come up with that I've been able to think of... And I don't think that there is any way that this would legitimately be what it is because I just don't think that Trump thinks this way. This would be like a very chess, not checkers sort of thing. Yeah. If you want to pull troops out of Iraq, you can't. Yeah. Right. And that he definitely can't without getting beat up by members of his own party. Mm-hmm. But one way to get troops out of Iraq is to have the Iraqis ask them to leave. Right. And so there is a part of me that almost wonders if you have a public demonstration and then they think, well, let's ramp this up and see if we can't get ourselves kicked out so that we don't ultimately have to make the decision about when we leave. Yeah, because when we left what that the border where the Kurds were, that didn't really turn out well at all. That didn't it's turn like, out well at all. Let's, wor- let's learn from that one. No, yeah. and then we doubled down by sending troops back not to protect the Kurds, but to protect the oil fields, which was just an amazing move a, on our part. Yeah, well, that's very United States. Of it's us. super kinda, United yeah. States. Of us, right. <laughs> that's just kind of been our so, history in that region. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, this is all really problematic because there doesn't seem to be a strategy. The only thing I can think of is the Iraq pullout strategy, but you know, like, Trump has shown no ability to actually plan beyond a mm-hmm. visceral reaction. Yeah. So I can't imagine that even a smart person in his administration has like concocted this scheme and sold it to him. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. It becomes such a weird example of like political affiliation on certain topics when you talk about this, because I feel like when he starts pulling troops, all sides come together. Democrats, Republicans, yeah. like they come together in different ways. Like Republicans are going to back their guy still, but say, you know, 
we really hope he changes his mind on this decision. We really need mm-hmm. to think about this. And Democrats are, you know, obviously going to, you know, paint him with as broad a brush as possible as an evil person and terrible and everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. So it's it's all it's it's interesting to me because I remember when in President Obama's administration, I apologize, I don't remember exactly what it was that he was doing, but I know it had something to do with overseas. But he basically called out the media on this particular topic as a person in the executive branch. He was like if I do this, if let you know, just to paint with a broad stroke or broad brush, if I kill this guy, yeah. you're going to say I'm evil. If I don't kill him, you're going to say I'm weak. Right, right. Where oh, are yeah. we? No, <laughs> no. That that's absolutely true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like in in a lot of ways, on these, especially on these foreign policy decisions, where we as Americans have such a limited understanding of what's happening on the ground. Yeah. That. And we see everything through the lens of our own interests mm-hmm. without an ability to really understand that there's going to be consequences and responses. Yeah. We, yeah, we view everything in this very like black and white sort of way, right? You know, like, and you can do that with this particular case, right? Yeah. And that's what Trump is trying to do. Like, mm-hmm. well, he was a bad dude and we killed him. Yeah, he was a bad dude. Yeah. You know. Of course, if we're going to start assassinating bad dudes... We can start about everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) you know, we could have found some badder, less consequential dudes to take care of. Yeah. You know, so, but... I mean, anybody will tell you that's, like, traveled to West Africa. It's like, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of bad dudes over there. There's a lot of bad dudes over there. Let's go take care of that. It's like, well, but they don't have oil. Yeah, right, right, yeah. I mean, you know, the president of the Philippines has probably killed as many drug dealers as Soleimani had killed, you know... Mm -hmm combatants yeah in actual war so you know it's it is it's it's a weird thing it's weird in the way that political party brings out reactions to mm-hmm. some things because the other thing is that you're going to find that there's a lot of super liberal democrats who are going to you know, who are, who are going to hope for this resulting in us limiting our interactions in the Middle East. Yeah. Who hope that this will result in us withdrawing troops. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that isolationist streak among the Trump people is found to the same degree in your very liberal, very progressive Democrats. Yeah. So, so the, there is a constituency out there that would be supportive of those types of things. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part... I think, especially among elected leaders in our country, right, sort of, you know, we're an empire, and this is what empires do. Right. And you put up or shut up, and we're not going to shut up because that's not what we do. Right. So, Well, it's weird to think that, you know, there's – because I, I bet if you asked the average American, if you pulled the average American and you said, is the United States an empire, it would be an emphatic no. No, no. I don't yeah. think so at all. Absolutely but the way not. we act, like if you watch, the, if you see the map, and I saw it a couple of times today, and I don't know how accurate this is, but I've seen enough of these to know that it's at least close. Sure. All of the military bases surrounding Iran that we mm-hmm. have. Yeah. And then Iran. It's yeah. like, I, I'd be pretty threatened, too. Oh, yeah. what you've done with other countries. And, no. and ours. It totally <laughs> makes it. I mean, the... The reason Iran is so pissed off at us is the same reason that Cuba is so pissed off at us, right? You know, like, they had a democracy. Yeah. A a fledgling democracy that we screwed with, basically. Mm -hmm. Out of fear of a communist element that was small and not really existent and not something to really be worried about. Right. 
right? And then we tinker and dick around with their democracy the same way that we, you know, tried to do with Cuba as they transitioned away from the Spanish Empire. And mm-hmm. we, we've done in hundreds of other places, right? And and it they're pissed at us, and they yeah. should be pissed at us. Yeah. Um, now, uh, the Iranians are not really good at responding in a reasonable way to right. things, but... But it totally makes sense why they're angry with us. Yeah. Um, and this is just another in a long string of things that we have done, mm-hmm. largely without thinking about the consequences, um, in the name of democracy, but really in the name of economic hegemony in the yeah. Middle East. Yeah. So, you know, if you want cheap oil, Americans, we're going to have to kill kill somebody from time to time. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I, this, we are now, what, three days into 2020, which means we have the election coming up at the end. Yeah. All of this is going on. You know, you and I have talked before. I can't remember if it was over podcast or over text or if it was just mentioned on the podcast. But when you look at the the democratic field mm-hmm. it has like it has taken some odd turns like for sure the you know for a f- quick second kamala harris was leading and she's and then gone. tulsi gabbard destroyed her in one yeah one debate you know joe biden has i i mean can't die I, he can't and he won't go away and he it's so die. strange he won't die I, that guy i don't know what he has to, he has to like punt a cat and that probably would he'd probably still be at the top i don't know it's the man is I don't know what's going on. Like at this point, after listening to all of these people, like the ones that just sound sane, right. are Gabbard, Sanders, and Yang. And if you would have told me that Sanders and Yang would have been on my list of like <laughs> people that I was like, well, at least if they run, that's fine. Yeah, like you would have you would have had me. I was thinking Biden would take it hands down, and he just was. It's it's crazy to me what's going on in that, in all that. <laughs> it, it is. It's. Uh... <clears throat> It is definitely weird. Um, You know, I I am no fan of Bernie. Yeah. um, And I have real beef with the Bernie bros. Um, So come at me, Bernie bros, if you want. But I don't like where I grew up. We stab people. So just keep that in mind. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's it's interesting that, you know, I I keep sort of waiting. You know, Joe keeps having sort of like weird shit. Like the day that he told somebody about putting on the record player, you know, and you're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah. You know, um, but Joe is a couple of things, right, that we're desperately missing right now. Mm -hmm. He is a rational actor. He is consistent in his views. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, calm. Yeah. Except for when he's challenging people to old men push-up contests. Yeah. But uh, other than some of these, like, weird <laughs> Joe things, right? Joe is Joe, and yeah. he's who he was 10 years ago and who he was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he will consistently be that person. And I think that what we're seeing is a lot of Democrats, especially a lot of African-American Democrats, who overwhelmingly support him, mm-hmm. just really want a return to the way that shit used to be. Yeah. You know, like, it, if I could at this point, I, I would uh, 
vote for Obama for a third term, no problem. Oh, I think he'd win in a landslide. Oh, honestly. I think he'd win in a landslide yeah. too. I think he would have won a third term and a fourth term. I oh yeah, no, I think I think he, he would have too. He was. I mean, he. I think he might be done with us. <laughs> yeah. We're not done with him. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I never voted for President Obama. Sure, I was never a fan of his policies or anything like that. But like you said on the last, I think it was the last time we spoke. It's like. Until he left, you felt like there was just the same kind of guy in office. Oh, yeah. Like, same kind of guy. And then Trump comes along, and he's a wild card. And there are some things that, you know, when he called out, you know, NATO or the UN or whatever it right. was, it's like, good good on you. Fantastic. I'm glad that we're doing this. Sure. There have been a couple of moments where it's like, this is great. But there are also a lot of moments where I'm like, dude, stop shit. Like, stop <laughs> Tw- yeah. tweeting on the shitter yeah. at 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. and get some damn sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, the the tweeting is a major problem. You know, I'd vote for Bush. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Come yeah. back, George. Yeah. Have do, you, did you ever see Bill Maher on that? No. It's like right after Trump got elected, he was president-elect. They had the – do you remember the billboard in Texas that said, Miss Me Yet for Obama? Oh, yeah. Bush like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <one of those. laughs> Bill Maher posted that. Like, and he's like, Yes, I do miss you. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do. do. I know. <laughs> I know. I can't. I cannot believe. Uh, I cannot believe that I thought he was a terrible president. Yeah. In retrospect, everything that man did pissed me off. And in retrospect, I'm like, you know, it was all great. Yeah. It was all great. That's I fine. think I could have lived without the Iraq War, but yeah, I think a lot of people could. But, but <laughs> especially other, Iraq. Other than that, you know, I yeah. think, you know, yeah. It, well, it was the Iraq War was so weird because it was so many different lines. It was like, and I was pretty young at the time so it wasn't like political you know everything sure. that was going on was sure. completely apparent to me but it, what it seems like is that it was just like okay well, we're going in because he's got weapons of mass destruction now we're going in to get a dictator out now we're planting right. democracy seeds now we're going to be there for 20 fucking years we're not know. we're not doing nation building but, but we are going to be there for just the next a, 20 years. We acquired a new nation. Right. But yeah, it was like a bankruptcy. It. We did not build it. We didn't. We destroyed a lot of it. But yes. We, we <laughs> yes. But now we have to rebuild it, which is different. As I think I have said on the podcast previously, it would have cost way less money for us to roll into Iraq with like a five-year Marshall Plan sort of thing to get the country back on its feet economically yeah. mm-hmm. than it has to do whatever we're doing, whatever this has been for the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, what about the report that came out about all of this? Like, did you see that thing where like they had interviewed like top generals about? Oh, yeah. The, the, I can't remember what it's called, like the Afghanistan documents yeah. or I was like, we don't know what we're doing here. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, no, oh, no shit. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all figured that out. Yeah. And I felt bad for them, but at the same time, it was just like, I'm glad somebody found a document that shows it because everybody's known that for, cool. what, 17 yeah. years, yeah. 18 years? I think American history in the last 20 years has proved that you can't point a gun at someone and say, you're a democracy. <laughs> Go vote. <laughs> like, that doesn't, that just yeah. doesn't work. No. Right? No. Yeah. yeah. What was it? You know, Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya. Libya is an interesting one just because we came in and we're like, yeah, we took Gaddafi out. What's happening now? S- slavery. Stuff. Yeah, it's like, cool. Just, don't worry about fine. it. Don't, don't, just don't, 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 don't look there. Questions. Look at, look at yeah. Iran. Look at Iran. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Everything will be just fine. Mm. Yeah, it's the going back to the Democratic primary. Yeah, yeah. I am glad to see it shrinking. Let's yeah. hope it continues in that way. Yeah. Um, because trying to make a decision between all of these nut jobs is just <laughs> like Marianne Williamson is still running. How is that? I didn't. I don't understand. I don't know. I have I, no idea. I don't understand. There was another name I saw out there that's still running, and then 
Bloomberg all of a sudden decided he was going to step into the ring, right. who nobody likes, from what I gather. Yeah, I don't like. Doesn't he have like less than one percent approval? But he's spending millions on yeah. the, like these well, Tom beautiful Sty- commercials. Yeah, Tom Steyer's the same way, right? Yeah, and then you've got Deval Patrick, who people do actually like, but can't seem to actually get any traction. Yeah, but he's just too late. You yeah. know, the other problem is he's a moderate, and the moderate lane is pretty well full right now mm-hmm. with uh, a mayor who only eight thousand people have ever voted for. <laughs> I just want. <laughs> I, I just keep mentioning this. I think that this is important for us to remember mm-hmm. as much as we've all fallen in love with Mayor Pete, that yeah. literally only 8,000 people have ever voted for him. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And then you're going to give him the keys to a country. Yeah. Cool. Like, not just like any country. Not Togo. No. We're going like, to the country to the most powerful nation most in power- the world. I, w- <laughs> I don't think I would give him the keys to a Togo sandwich shop, which is a place <laughs> back in my hometown. But... <laughs> Uh, no, I, I like Mayor Pete. I think Mayor Pete's great. I'd love to see Mayor Pete elected to something or mm-hmm. be in the cabinet. You know, I yeah. think that would all be wonderful. Low post, raise yourself up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, y- you can't just decide I want to be the president of the United States after being the mayor of South Bend. Though, no. <laughs> I mean, if Donald Trump can do it. Yeah. He wasn't a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he interacted with big people. Yeah, yeah, it's, he definitely did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jeff Epstein did too. But yeah, that's it exactly, didn't work as well out. Exactly yeah. where my mind went. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm, I'm a like I'm not looking forward to this election cycle, but I am in a lot of different ways, and it has more to do not with the candidates, which I should. Like, I should absolutely be, you know, a good American and really look at everything and say, this is exactly what I believe and how I believe it. But everything, like, shit is so stirred up right now Oh yeah, that I'm really looking forward to watching people's reactions. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm excited because there was a, a couple of friends of mine, I have a lot of friends that are very liberal normally from my theater days, a lot of friends that are very conservative normally from like, you know, high school and sure. and a couple in college and the finance program and stuff like that. And um, it has been amazing. Like my Facebook feed is one of my favorite things <laughs> just because I love seeing it now as somebody who has matured at least a little bit sure. where I can step back and like, I'm not going to comment. I'm just going to watch. Yeah. I'm just going to watch these people that don't know what's going on talk about their hatred for each other. Yes. And it's it's fun to me to listen to because, like, I think both of them bring up really good points. Sure. But the one that I saw recently was when the Trump impeachment was going on. Yeah. And which just, like, whether you wanted it or not, it seemed like a farce. And I think that my personal opinion is that's probably going to help him more than it hurts him. Yeah. Just yeah. because I, I think his base is really well secured. Yeah. So I think that just tightened that together. It's like, we're going to go vote now. That's, we're all going to vote. That's true. I mean, that those people are definitely going to vote yeah. for him. I don't know if anyone else is going to vote for him, but he's got those people <laughs> for sure. I'd be surprised. I really think a lot of people still, I mean, I think there's still a love affair with him. I know it's weird, but I think there are a lot of people that are just like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it in public. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a fan. I'll, I like him over a lot of people. Yeah. I think that, I think you're probably right. I think there are a lot of secret Trump lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are, um, you know, a lot of this depends on who the Democrat is, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, 
I don't think that Elizabeth Warren would be able to beat Trump. I think it'd be tough, man. You could run that election a hundred times. I'll bet you she nails it once because she's yep. going to be a turnoff to a lot of those suburban voters. I think that you any have centrist to have. is going to be turned off by what she's been saying in the primaries. Right. I think that's her biggest weakness. Is she's been she's been Twitter friendly. She she's talked a lot of shit. <laughs> oh yeah. You know that. Well, like we're going to do gonna this. Be, we're going to do this. Yeah. And they will build up her tax policy, and none yeah. of it makes sense. None of it makes any damn yeah. sense. So as soon as you get people on that, I mean, Trump will come up with a name for her, call her out, and mm. have like three talking points, and she'll Maybe be over. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the other problem is, is that the, the you know, uh, in a theoretical way, I love the idea of universal health care. Mm-hmm. In a theoretical way, I love the idea of free college. Yeah. In, in a theoretical way, I love the idea of getting rid of college debt. In a theoretical way, I love the idea of hammering rich people with taxes, right? Um, but chances are, even if a Democrat gets elected president, right, there's mm-hmm. still going to be a Republican-controlled Senate unless something real weird happens. Yeah, real weird. You're not going to be able to get tax cuts passed mm-hmm. or tax, you know, significant tax increases passed. Yep. In the meantime, we have uh, a debt that is absolutely ballooning out of control, yeah. largely because we don't tax ourselves in a reasonable way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is public spending issues for sure. But yeah. but mostly it's, you know, when you look at tax brackets from the 1950s, for example, yeah. uh, during our most prosperous period, the top 1% paid like, you know, 80%. Yep. You know, so I'm not saying we should do that, but I think it has to be a balanced approach. Oh, sure. Sure. And I think you have to look at it in the same way. Like, that's one of the things that I appreciate about you is that you're definitely on the left. But you also look at things and go, that's not rational. Right. That Like, all of this it, sounds perfect. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. And if we could start from zero, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But, but we're, we're spending a trillion and a half more than we're actually bringing in in taxes. Right. So that means we have to make some decisions. We, we've had a national debt since 1824. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so in a lot of ways, you know, the national debt does get blown out of proportion in turn, you know, mm-hmm. some degree of national debt is good. Like, yeah. it. It's, it's actually not a bad idea for us to have so much of our debt owned by the Chinese. They mm-hmm. can't screw with us too hard yeah, if exactly. they ever want to get their money back. Uh-huh. Um, on the other hand, this is becoming a problem. You know, we're yeah. we're looking at adding a trillion a year. Yeah. I mean, that's, We've done that's that. insane. We've done that for five of the last ten years. And a couple of those years, it was one and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's to me. And during a recession, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, you're trying to build it up. I yeah. get that there were programs that but we now thought we had to pass. Now we're cool. Let's <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like once you pass a couple, you've got to just cut it. Like it's like okay, right. we've infused a lot into this economy. Sure. No more. And yeah. But the one thing I do want to hit on though is it's not just the debt that freaks me out. It's the fact that we have like 150 trillion dollars supposedly in unfunded liabilities. Right. Because we have no idea how we're going to pay for Social Security. Right. And, like, my generation, like, you know, it's I... Cool. You I, don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think about, like, baby boomers and, like, the whole, like, millennial versus baby boomer thing going on right now. But it's, like, I one, I think it's... generation should murder all of you. I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> like, because I look at it and I'm just getting so frustrated to see people that are just, like, you know, this younger generation's awful. And, you know, then I hear this stuff about there's some, like, okay boomer, like, 
I'm trying to write off the baby boomer. Oh, generation. you've never been okay boomer. I haven't. No, the students okay boomer me all oh, the time. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Like I'm not even one. Yeah, dude. I, I, I'm about? like, what are you talking? Like I'm yeah. not like okay, Gen what, X. What yeah. you said was like old persony. Yeah, you mean like, smart? Like, like I've done this shit like, before. Like, I'm sorry. There's nothing you're gonna be able to tell me that's ever gonna make me change my mind that your defining quality is not your gender identity. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's I completely and totally agree with that. And the thing that, but the thing that drives me nuts about the the if you want ex- millennial side, Gen Z side, I don't know what the fuck it is anymore. Young yeah, people, I'm confused. Young people, old people, not many people in the middle, is that. Like the millennial generation is 90 million people, which is wonderful news for boomers because right. that means you'll have a workforce that can come in, replace, and then Social Security continues right. to work. But that also means that millennials have to fuck like crazy to create kids. And they're not going and to. And they're not doing it. So that means. Sorry, that, world. I've let you down in that regard. <laughs> I personally don't think it's a terrible thing. But at the same time, it's like, but programs like Social Security, which is the biggest Ponzi scheme that's ever been created depends on that uh yeah it, no, i mean totally. you have to so if you've got all those baby boomers that eventually get paid and my generation sits there and doesn't fuck right and then we've got some serious problems yeah we have to face it at some point yeah. and you have to be mature enough to do that and i just don't think it's being looked at at all it's just like no push it down the road no. push it down the road push it it's fine well, yeah. everything's great i mean you know it it is it's interesting it, it's interesting because you know, you have Social Security created in the 1930s at a very real need, right? You had old people that were basically starving to death yeah. in depression. So, so we had to do something as a mm-hmm. country, right? And then you get into the 1950s where retirement plans become standard fare, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Within American industry. Yep. Um, but then that starts to decline in the 80s to cut costs for corporations, Mm-hmm. And then the government sort of expected to take on more. And we see this over and over and over again, right? Is these social programs that get created basically so that corporations can continue to be highly profitable. Right. It, well, I mean, that's Walmart's biggest issue, right? Is oh, that they basically absolutely. pay their people just enough to still be on welfare. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's purposeful, right? Yeah. So, you know, so some of the, it's interesting that. Like this discussion isn't really about social security. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's clearly a problem, right? Mm-hmm. But really, this is all about like what does it mean to work in America, right? And what is owed to you by your employer, and what should the government expect employers to provide, and what should be provided by the government, and what the system we've created is totally inefficient and makes no sense. Well, and I do want to add one more thing into that, too, just because this is what I grew up with, is what should you expect out of multinational billion-dollar corporations Absolutely. as opposed to a mom-and-pop shop up well, down the road? Yeah, and that's that's <clears throat> also true. Because right? yeah, I always tell people, you know, when, when the $15 minimum wage thing was at its height, the one thing I always told people was, if you have a mom-and-pop shop that has $30 an hour that they know that they can spend on employment, on employees, and this yeah. is basic, right. and they're paying three people $10 an hour, right. and all of a sudden you mandate that it's a $15 minimum wage, and that's all they have to make sure that their lights are turned on at their house, right. even if they just have a normal house right down the road or they rent a place, if you mandate it's 15 
now that you just created 33% unemployment with their employees. Right, right. So you can't expect a company that has billions of dollars in profits to be able to, and that they split amongst their shareholders to take on the exact same minimum wage that you mm -hmm. would have a mom and pop shop. Right. And how do you fix that? And that's, and that's the part that, you know, when that discussion about the $15 minimum, like, should Walmart pay a minimum wage of $15? Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. 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 Of course Actually, they should. We should probably go higher, right? Yeah. I mean, like, like, Walmart makes an insane amount of money. Yeah. They should be taking care of their employees. Yep. In a more reasonable way. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You know, like the little insurance agency next door here or whatever mm -hmm. the hell it is. Yeah. Like, you know, if they've got a file clerk making $12 an hour, you know, bumping that up to 15 might make a significant difference yeah. in in their their business model. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how you, the you know, I mean, the problem is if Walmart has to pay $15 an hour, how who the hell are you going to hire right. to file? Th I mean, you yeah. know, because... It's, exactly, it, but it's it's really 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 problematic with you know, and this is where I think unions and the decline mm -hmm. of unions has been problematic. Yep. Because while I understand all the problems with unions, you know, you got to hand it to like the auto workers union. Who yeah, their is, people get paid. Their people get paid. Yeah. You know, I've got several friends who are in it, and I'll tell you what. Don't don't ever question it. There are a couple of buddies of mine that when they get in, oh, when I'm they sure. get heated on Facebook, it's like, dude, I love you. I'm not trying to say anything mean. Yeah, like, I'll hunt you down. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I, well, no. I mean that. That's what it's their livelihood. You know, they're yeah. making ninety grand a year for throwing a hubcap on a car don't ten thousand times a day. Don't tell them that they you don't know. add benefits into that salary. Well, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> But, well, you know, I mean, the, yeah. there's like, I don't know if that is a reasonable wage for that. Yeah. But that's certainly more reasonable than making eight bucks an hour working at Walmart. Well, and it gives their union a hell of a lot of credit. I oh, mean, that yeah. gets people working for them. The, absolutely. Yeah. Right. As dedicated as can be. It's amazing what happens when a corporation does that for their company, no for their shit. people. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, they get really excited. It's like the you know happiest people that you'll ever meet work at like Quick Trip and Costco. Right. Yes. Because they treat their employees yes. really well. Yes. And Target. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it is. Uh, it I have is people that I went to school with that still work at Target, and they're just happy as can be. They're like, "I'm making good money. Everything's yeah. fine." Like, I okay. get a crazy discount at Target. Exactly. Who doesn't want that? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's. I. It is amazing to see like the happiest you know corporations still make a shitload of money. Like the people that have the happiest employees. Yeah, they absolutely. still make a ton of money. I mean, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Right. You know, like, I, I used to work at uh, Blockbuster when I was a teenager. It would have had to be when you were a teenager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I'm old. Um, the, okay, boomer. It was, yeah, tell me about it. It was always interesting to me that Blockbuster was certain that the primary source of theft in stores was their employees. Interesting. And they would, like, outright say that. And then tell you like all these ways that you could be stealing from them. Like, that's a good idea. Let me and that, that you know, yeah, you should. <laughs> and then if you're caught doing any of these, you're going to be fired. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> and you know, working at a blockbuster in beautiful Stockton, California, <laughs> feel like I can assure you that the employees were not the primary source <laughs> of theft. Uh, and and it just it always struck me like, why don't you just 
like put up a big poster that says we do not trust you. Yeah. You know, yeah. it could be right there in the back with all the legal stuff that you have to. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. It's like the message you're sending it's is awful. is terrible. Yeah, like why are you doing this? And I think that that actually encouraged people to steal. Yeah, from them, it was like, well, if you think I'm doing it, then I might as well go do it. Yeah. By the way, I make like you know nothing six eighty five an hour. You know, yeah. so fuck you. I am gonna take a choco taco <laughs> not that i ever did that or anything no, of course not no no, no 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 never no nope never stole anything ever <laughs> definitely not from blockbuster yeah no it's not worth it <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun to me to see like the blockbuster buildings now that get turned into like mini strip malls because they were still massive yeah kind of that size yeah but it's just like you've got like your subway and your auto parts store and one other thing it's like hey yeah somebody's repurposing yeah. this is awesome good job guys Blockbusters. you know if you guys would have fucking thought about this you could have been good property owners yeah no shit <laughs> they did not no uh, Strategic thinking was not part of their... Dude, do you remember the transition from Netflix? I know we're getting off topic, but do you remember the transition from Netflix when everybody was like, you have to wait to get your DVD delivered, do you? That's <laughs> awful. Right. It's yeah. like, no, but it's in a queue, uh, so you send it back, and then they send you another one. Like, uh, that's dumb. That's dumb. And then they added two to it. It's like, well, I guess if I've got to have two, and it's just two days shipping, then it'll be fine. Right. And then Jeff Bezos was like, I'm going to have $136 billion with two-day shipping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I love that people bitch about Amazon and Jeff Bezos, and it's like, how convenient has that motherfucker made your life? Yeah. <laughs> no, no shit. Yeah. 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 It's the the most interesting conversation that I've, I've ever had. I apologize. I'm jacking with that. Just nervous habit. The most interesting conversation that I ever have with people who – we'll just say have not made X number of dollars. Mm -hmm. Like who have, have never made like a total of a hundred and I think what's it now? 18 or $17,000 in their household is that so many people don't know. And I think that this is intentional. So many people don't know that your income increases once you hit that level because you no longer pay for social security. Mm -hmm. You no longer have that like 2% payment to social security. Mm -hmm. And every time I would explain that to somebody, it's like, oh, well, you know, you have a raise this year, so you're going to have this much in gross. We take this off. Okay, so you're going to pay that. So actually, once you hit, you mm -hmm. know, November 12th, when that paycheck is, your income is going to increase. Right. And that has pissed more people off than I can count when I explain that. Yeah, I the fact that Jeff Bezos does not pay, I mean, like, his 2% could fix the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like... That is insane. The fact that in the United States we cap income taxes mm -hmm. is just the most frustrating thing yeah. ever. And I do not understand why we can't fix that. Because it's not because everybody in America thinks that they're going to be Jeff Bezos. Eventually. Yeah, no, that's yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, yeah you can't. Yeah. I don't want my future earnings. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah. When it's like watch any show that uh, deals with like financial advice to potential lotto winners and you'll see the show that's like, what would you buy? Well, you're going to buy a house and you're going to have five cars and you're going to do this. It's like, well, what would you actually do? It's like, well, you'd have to get a financial advisor, an accountant together. <laughs> right. Find a lawyer to make sure it's all taken care of. It's like it's never fun. It's like, so you can't tell me that if most people became millionaires or billionaires, that they're just immediately going to grow this financial sense of mind. No, no. Like, that they're going to actually know what's going on. But, like, with with regard to stuff like that, where it caps or you can take different gains out, like, do mm -hmm. you know, play mm -hmm. with your accounting and do first in, first out. Right. 
and all of a sudden like you're paying long-term capital gains and that's what you're able to take from your your company so jeff bezos is living high on the horse right but he doesn't he only has like one dollar of salary right it's like good on him i mean that encourages people to invest in companies at a lower level but when you get to that upper echelon when you get to those billionaire statuses Mm -hmm. where you're able to take capital gains like crazy and you're not paying you know you're still paying cap you're still paying income tax in a way but you're paying capital gains tax in long-term form so you're now paying 20 percent as opposed to 40 or Mm -hmm. close to it Mm -hmm. it's like you can make a moral argument that that's what they should be paying because that's what the law is but it's really tough for somebody who's also paying 20% and has yeah. you know, a couple of kids right to make that work yeah it's uh it is it is crazy that we cap it on the top end and we mm-hmm. do cap it on the bottom end but we cap it on the bottom end at like i don't know like 12 grand yeah. If you make less than twelve grand, you don't have to pay taxes. And that's like, what I've never well, understood. Fuck you. Well, like, why don't we have that at the poverty level? Yeah. If the poverty level is set at a certain year, at the beginning of the year, poverty level set at sixteen five. That should be zero. Sure. You would think. You would think, but that's not what it that's is. That's not what it or now normally it gets down to zero or less. Why don't we cap it at the bottom of the middle class? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, if you're making twenty five thousand or thirty thousand dollars a year, should you be you should not yeah. be paying taxes on that? Yeah, and to be fair, because I can hear my friends in the financial community screaming, it's like to be <laughs> fair, most don't end up paying that well, because they have sure, deductions and sure. things like that. I mean, even standard deduction on your taxes is still gonna and credits and stuff like that are still gonna normally get you down to zero. But but that's a really complicated fucking system for people that don't yeah. understand that you should probably think about retirement now. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, how do you invest for retirement when you're making thirty grand a year? Exactly. You're not. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Work two jobs. Speaking of way, one of yeah. one of the only positive things that I can say about the way that corporate America is operating today is that when I get dividends mm-hmm. on my investments, I am always shocked at how much money I get. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like. Like, oh, that's where all of the money in our economy is going. It's going to To investors in the way of dividends. Because I don't have a large portfolio, but I am still like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, there it is. Uh, Oh, I I see now. Yes. Yeah, I remember I had a client who had, um, uh, there was a divorced client married for several years. And they had a settlement, and they had a very good business going on, and he basically took the business, and she took a chunk of the earnings. And um, so she was with uh, another advisor for a few years and had her in an account that I didn't understand. Like, it was way too heavy in stock. She needed it for some income, just like some extra Mm -hmm. income. And um, she kind of told me what she needed, and I was like, well, I don't want to put you in like a super risky portfolio because even though you're working, this is kind of your big thing Mm -hmm. and I don't want it to tank. But I said, I can put together more of a bond centric portfolio. That's going to kick out dividends and capital Mm -hmm. gains. So she was like, okay. And so I pulled it out and got it to her. And at the time it was when, um, pretty much everything had completely crashed. Mm. So all of the stuff that was over leveraged was gone now. Mm -hmm. And it was these, you know, it wasn't a junk bond fund, but it was just over. Mm-hmm. And it was that and a mix of some triple A's and, you know, some other good stuff, but just kind of like, this is an income producing portfolio. It's really sure. what it is. And, uh, because everything else had been trashed, all of these junk bonds were basically companies that used to be like a or double a mm-hmm. that were now like B. 
or right. double B. They still had the funds. They were still kicking out dividends, but now they pretty much had to pay their people more. Right. And so her dividends went, you know, her income monthly went from like a couple hundred bucks to like 2000. Yeah. It's like, well, how did that happen? It was like, because everything else is gone. Right. Because you got Apple as a, you know, double A as opposed to a triple A. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. You got a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, it's still going like that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I fear when this ends. It will end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eventually. It will end. But the upside to that is, as I have commented earlier, happy hour will be affordable again. Yeah. And that will That'll make me up. the happiest. Yeah. 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 Happy hour, you know, domestics for $12. Yeah. <laughs> Drink up. It's $9 beer night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the, uh, God, I think it was the. Oh, shit, I can't remember which game. It was one of the big games. Like, I can't remember if it was NFL or if it was a bowl game. I think it was a bowl game, like maybe the first of the college football championship games. Mm-hmm. And um, – or what do they call it now? The play- college football playoff? Yeah. They uh, they were like, well, thank God that the you know domestic beer is cheaper than the import beer. It's only $15. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. – And the import go- was 17 If you want to go to a college playoff football game, you're going to yeah. have to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Or you want to go to Arrowhead. You're still going to pay for it. Uh, yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> In more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> So should we actually talk about impeachment? Yeah, let's do it. Let me check one thing real quick, just because I want to make sure I've got. Okay, cool. I had a one o'clock appointment and they canceled on me, so that's totally oh, fine. Let me check my other I, thing real quick too. I'm not talking to you until one o'clock. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> of course, we're also talking probably later. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> that thing canceled on me twice, and you would think it canceled on me. So let's talk impeachment. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> so how do we start this? Uh, I think... I actually think that maybe there is a chance that Trump will be removed. Really? Yeah. I, not because of where we're at today. Mm-hmm. But because of all of the other weird things that are going to come out that is already starting to happen. Yeah. You know, you saw yesterday where those emails were released. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty damning. Yep. Right. And I think that the I think there's going to be more things like that that make it really clear. If he's removed, that would be the biggest chess move of all time for Democrats. I it would be, except that. They're Trump not going to be responsible, yeah. right? It it's like the the biggest chess move. I mean, in some ways, if it happens, it's going to be more about Republicans reclaiming the Republican Party, hmm. right? Because that's ultimately who's going to have to make that decision. Yeah. And what's interesting is that you have the situation that's unfolding in Iraq, mm-hmm. right? You have foreign relations is suddenly heating up in a way that it hasn't been for the last couple of years. Yeah. That's the real danger for Trump, right? Because Mm -hmm. he clearly doesn't know what the hell he's doing. No. Foreign relations is not his thing. No. And he won't listen to anybody. And so he's going to just antagonize and antagonize, especially Republican senators who are overwhelmingly pretty consistently traditional in their approach to foreign relations. Yeah. And so... 
you know, we have the possibility of a nexus of things happening mm -hmm. that could, I think, push some people to the point of wanting to actually do something. Yeah. The other thing is, <clears throat> keep in mind, there is an election mm -hmm. and it could be that some Republican senators are looking at a real tough road if they continue to support him. Yep. And um, Nancy Pelosi has done something genius in just holding the impeachment uh, articles. Yeah. Because while I, I, I don't know that that's necessarily legal or that the Senate even needs them in order to start a trial. Yeah. Uh, the Senate's so disinterested in actually dealing with this that they're just going to let it sit there. Right. And she is disinterested in pushing this along. Mm -hmm. So she's just going to let, but I think that she has ultimately, I think her understanding of Trump's psychology is the most interesting thing about the last three years. Yeah. Because this is a move that is, I think, designed to widen the gap between Republican senators and Trump. Because the only person who can't handle the fact that this is just sitting there is him. Yep. And his behavior seems to be getting even more erratic based on the fact that this is just sitting there. Sitting there. Yeah. And he can't handle it. Mm -hmm. Well, because he's not in control. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. Not at all. And that's what he likes. He likes being the guy in control. And I think that the fact that a woman is the one who is in control also mm -hmm. is really frustrating to him you know yeah. he's not exactly <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah everyone knows <laughs> yeah so so i think there, it's a real outside shot that he would get removed i think there would have to be more stuff that has to happen yeah but i think that there's going to be more stuff that happens and i think we're going to learn more about what happened mm -hmm. and i think it's getting dangerously close to where you know, maybe John Bolton and Mulvaney and those guys don't testify before the Senate, but the House can certainly call them. Oh, yeah. And that's legally getting closer and closer to happening. Mm -hmm. So I th think we might end up with a situation where there's a trial going on in the Senate, and there's also some pretty damning hearings in the House. And see, I think that's – I think you and I feel the exact same way about – how this might go down but strategically i feel like nancy pelosi should send them immediately mm. because my personal opinion would be if you want to damn them and you also want to call these guys in yeah and wait for that to occur i would make sure that they said nope he's not guilty you're not gonna have a trial no issue vote done and then go yeah. oh we just got legal ability to call these people now we're gonna make your decision to not do that look real fucking yeah. bad there, there is that for yeah. sure, but I don't know. I mean, like the <clears throat> idea that she's just playing him, mm -hmm. right? And the funny thing about it is because she is, you know, Nancy is unique for speakers of the House in that she is from such a solidly Democratic district. Oh yeah, right. Like, like previous speakers have been have lost reelection, mm -hmm. right? Like that's not exactly uncommon in American history. Yeah. Um, she's not going to. No. She's, I mean, will there even be a Republican on the ballot in San Francisco? Why would there be? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you have no chance in hell. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jacob Turk has a, 
here in Kansas City has a better chance of unseating Cleaver. And there's no chance. <laughs> no chance, yeah. You know, so. I had just as good a chance of unseating Cleaver as Jacob Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. So, you know, so, so she can keep doing, it's interesting the way, you know, it was like, we had an impeachment hearing because Nancy declared one, mm-hmm. not because the House voted on it, right? But there's no actual rules for how this all happens. Mm-mm. And she's like, well, you know, I can take the hit. Yeah. What's going to happen to me? Absolutely nothing. Do you think that that, what do they call them? The, the group or the, the group? Oh, the squad. The squad. The squad. That's right. It's that terrible name. Do you think the squad kind of forced her hand on that? Because it really seemed like it was one of those moments where it was like, well, we're going to start using our power. You're, we're not going to unseat Nancy Pelosi. Oh. But if we can start driving this a little bit to the left, then it's not going to be a Nancy's control anymore. You know, the the squad is an interesting uh, group. Yes. Right. Very true. Because because they are overwhelmingly attractive young women, Mm -hmm. we have disproportionately uh, attributed power to them that they do not have. They are still freshman backbench congressmen. Yeah. uh, With not a committee chairmanship between them, Mm -hmm. right? Like they actually have no power in Congress outside of Twitter. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, Nancy just doesn't give a shit what they have to say about anything. So Mm. I, I totally get where it can seem like, like she's responding to them. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's any chance in hell that that's what it was because because at the end of the day, they really don't have any power. And, you know, like AOC, I'm pretty sure is getting primaried. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't Is she going to be a, a member of Congress in the next Congress? Because I'll tell you what, I would never vote for somebody who single handedly ran 80,000 jobs out of my congressional district. Hell no. You know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of what. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's your primary job is to be a job creator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. To so improve no. the economy and everything else of your district especially crazy good jobs yeah like the you know those amazon headquarters jobs that's we're not talking about warehouse jobs we're talking like good jobs yeah you know like yeah there's no way no there's no way but it is it's interesting to me that their rise has absolutely nothing to do with the policies it has everything to do with the fact that they're pretty Mm -hmm. it really does that's exactly what it is absolutely no doubt about this yeah um now where you do see where I think Nancy was responding, though, was that group of 13 moderate Democrats from Trump districts uh-huh. who finally said, OK, this is too much. Yeah. Like this guy has clearly done some shit and we need to investigate it. Yeah. Now, that group, I think, does have power because they're the difference between being in the minority and being in the majority. Yeah. And, that makes sense. And you got to you got to keep them all in office. So yeah. if they want it, they're going to get it. Right. You know, um, it's amazing to me. And this happens in the Electoral College, which I agree with more. And it, I disagree with it in Congress. So I don't know if I'm a hypocrite or if I just have different ideology when it comes to an individual voting as opposed to the group in power voting. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to me that one person or 13 people can swing 535. Yeah. I mean, it's 435 in the House, 100 in the Senate, but 
I can't remember. Was it a couple of years ago that there was like one, like it was a 51-49 margin in the Senate? In the Senate, yeah. There was, it was like Rand one Paul. swing vote. Yeah. yeah, it was like Rand Paul was just like, ugh. Yeah. Guess what I'm going to get? Anything I fucking Anything want. Anything I want. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling Green, Kentucky. Exactly. You're yeah. getting an aquarium. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's, it, I think, if I remember right, didn't back in the day, like, if you were one of those 13, it's like all of a sudden a new post office or two would show up in, in your district? Yeah, actually, so the, this is why Congress is not functioning currently. Yeah. Because Republicans thinking, you know, in, in a way, they were, they were right, right? Because government yeah. shouldn't function this way. Mm -hmm. But Republicans, back in the last string of times where they had the majority in both houses, uh, they took out earmarks from oh, that's right. bills, uh -huh. right? You cannot just add in a random spending line mm -hmm. into a bill that has nothing to do with a budget. That's Oops. against the rules of both houses at this point. Mm -hmm. But that's why Congress doesn't work now. Yeah, because you can't. Because you can't. Because they went against pork. Wasn't right. That, wasn't that pork? That's pork. Yeah. 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 You have to have ways of bringing home results to individual congressional districts mm -hmm. to make national politics local. Yeah. So, you know, why do I give a shit about uh, water quality in Flint, Michigan? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, actually, that's probably the prime example. Right. Why is Flint, Michigan still, still have, having issues, still having issues? Right. Because the federal government hasn't taken responsibility for it. Yeah. Right. Well, that benefits one person's congressional district. Right. Right. So how are you going to get the rest of Congress involved in helping that? Well, you got to give them something. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's where you get the post office or the summer camp or, right. you know, the Kit Bond Bridge over yeah. the Missouri River. Right. The, yeah. The, and that's the you know it, it's the like like it, it drives me insane that every year we talk about well it's infrastructure week this is the week oh, Congress wait. will tackle infrastructure and then absolutely nothing gets done yep right it used to be in this country that you didn't have to have a week for infrastructure because you dealt with problems as they came up by sliding them into other bills right right. Which sounds bad. Which sounds terrible, right? Like, I totally understand but what the... how shit gets done. It's, it, it is. Yeah. I totally get why, you, you know, it's... Well, there are certain bills that would get so turned around. Yes. And be like... And that would happen, too. We're passing right? a legal... Oh, dumb example, but it's not dumb, but we're passing a marijuana legalization bill. It's called Marijuana Legalization 15. And then by the time it gets to the Senate to vote on the president's desk, it's called, like, hopefully we imprison more people 12. <laughs> right. And yes, marijuana exactly. legalization's out. It's and out. all the shit they put in wanted to be in. And so now I if understand. You get caught with a joint, it's the death penalty. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what we passed. No, Congratulations. That, marijuana legalization. No, yeah. th this shit happened. You know, and so yeah. so I get it. I get it. But, but you know, th and this is an interesting, you know, the – one of the interesting themes in American history in the 20th century is our efforts to reform things that end up blowing up in our faces, mm -hmm. right? Which doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to reform things, but we need to like, you know, like I, I'm often reminded, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter, when he got elected, immediately ran into a shit tons of ton of problems with getting anything through Congress. Yeah. And they, when they asked Tip O'Neill, who was the speaker of the house at the time, like what, mm -hmm. Why are there so many problems? His response was, well, he sold off the presidential yacht. 
Now, the president of the United States used to have a yacht. Yep. It would float around on the Potomac, yep. right? Carter was very about saving money, and mm-hmm. so he sold the yacht off, right? And the, the reason why that came up as an issue was because previous presidents had used the yacht as a way of getting members of Congress out into the Potomac with no escape. Yeah, it's a J.P. Right? Morgan thing. Yeah, yeah. So J.P. Morgan is doing his boat. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's what, the, and they would hash shit out on yeah. the boat, right? Yeah. We're and not then, going back to shore until you motherfuckers get your shit together. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so that, but it was an honor to be invited onto the yacht, even mm-hmm. though you knew you were going to get strong armed into something, yeah. right? And it's like Carter was right. The president of the United States does not need a yacht. That is a waste of money, right? Yeah. But that yacht had been so important to getting things done, mm-hmm. especially when Johnson was president. Yeah. And it had become an expectation of Congress that they were going to be wined and dined and strong armed yeah. in this way. And that's it's <laughs> there's that's such the ultimate, like, you know, at least buy me dinner first mentality. Oh, yeah. yeah to- <laughs> totally. I mean, you know, buy me dinner, use some lube, right? I mean, like. <laughs> I'm going to regret this, but at least but I got a good dinner. At least, yeah. <laughs> at least I got some beef Wellington out of it. <laughs> but the, this, this is, you know, the Republicans in particular over the last 20 years, in their attempt to boil the world down in a black and white way mm-hmm. so that whatever it is they're up to has immediate traction with a group of voters that are m- maybe not as educated and not as uh aware mm-hmm. right that sounds good but is constantly sort of running into creating more and more problems yeah right the democrats have a long history of doing this also right mm-hmm. like especially in the 19 teens and 1920s yeah right we see a lot of efforts at reform that end up essentially blowing up in our faces yeah. you know so uh, if like a lot of our problems in America, and I realize that what I'm about to say is really, really popular among historians and people like always just sort of roll their eyes at us. <laughs> a big step towards fixing problems would be ending the direct election of senators. Explain. So it used to be prior to the 19 teens that each individual state legislature was responsible for electing their state senator mm-hmm. when they had an opening. It was not done by popular vote. Yeah. Because your state senator or your your senator from your state represents your state, not yeah. the people. Right. Right? So the government would elect your senator, mm-hmm. which means that the people who were all senators were all uh, very focused on local politics, mm-hmm. right? Very focused on bringing things home for their state, working with their state legislatures in order to meet state needs. Yeah. Um, and they were always people who were very in tune um, politically and with their political party, right? So it's so like a guy like Josh Hawley, who has like no experience. Yeah. Right, would never have been elected a United States senator mm-hmm. if the election was held by the state legislature. Right. So makes sense. So it's yeah. also a way of making sure you always had your most seasoned, most veteran people. That does make sense. Yeah, I mean, well, and it's, pro- it's the most. I mean, yes and no. I'm sure there's an argument to it, but I mean, it's pretty well known. It's the most powerful of the two houses. Absolutely. So right. you want the person that knows what they're doing in there. Absolutely. Yeah, and if I, as a voter 
decide that in a primary Josh Howley looks the part as opposed to Josh Howley knows what the fuck he's doing. Right. That's a problem. It's like, Absolutely. And, and the Missouri House would pick a Republican every time now. Or the yeah. Missouri... No, uh, they would... Yeah. They would. Yeah, we would never have a... De- you know, I, I don't know if a Democrat could win a statewide election in Missouri at this point. But, I don't know. But, you know, they would definitely pick a Republican. But that that's part of the game, right? Yeah. Is... And... and the other thing about that is that makes so much more sense that the Democratic Party has done such a shitty job of developing uh, a lower bench of politicians. Yeah. Right. Whereas the Republic, you know, there's a reason why Republicans have taken over so many states. Mm-hmm. It's because they set out to do that. Yeah. Right. And Democrats have just sort of ignored it. Yeah. And, you know, that's really where I think a lot of our our problem should be solved yeah should be more at the state level than at the national level of course right and so but because we tend to ignore that in favor of national politics Mm -hmm. this would help to recenter um our focus a little bit what is it it's it's interesting to me to think about the (laughs) my mind's still being blown by the idea of that because it's like yeah of course you vote for the populace is always going to vote for a pretty face over Somebody mm-hmm. who knows what the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was it? McKinley was the first person like that was voted for by. It was like it's always the joke, like McKinley or somebody like that. After the um, the amendment was passed to allow women to vote, mm. it's always the joke that oh he, Wilson, Wilson was a Wilson. Yeah. It's like he was he was better looking than the oh. other candidates. Yeah, wait, no, sorry, not Wilson. It was Harding. Harding, okay, and he was better looking. Yeah, he was a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, to me, it's just funny because it's like. You right, s- like you saw that, and it's probably more to it than that. But it's just like that's always the joke. He's like far better looking than the other guy, and women had just gotten the right. right to vote. Like right, so they picked him, and they voted well in favor. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but it's interesting because we do that as a population. I mean, the taller guy normally wins. Yes. The better looking guy normally wins. Absolutely. I mean, Nixon Kennedy was the best example of that in history. It's right. Like first televised debate, Kennedy looked like a rock star. Nixon looked like he was sweating his ass off. He was. And he was. And they probably both were, but one had makeup on. Right. So he looked pretty. Right. And if you listened on radio, Nixon, Nixon won. Nixon won, right. Kennedy yeah. won, who, and everybody was watching on TV because, of course, they were. It was Absolutely. the first time. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to me that that that's not the thing anymore. I understand the idea that you'd want to direct elect, but at the same time, if you're really thinking about it logically, like you want the person that knows what they're doing. Right. Well, it, it really comes down to who does that person represent, yeah. right? They don't represent the people of Missouri. They represent Missouri. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's and hard to wrap your head around. It's that, like, but we are. It's like, no, 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 you're no, not. No. You're not, you know. Because that's the thing. It, like, the people of Missouri are never going to be able to fix the problems with I-70. No. Uh, but the state of Missouri can could yeah yeah they weren't too busy arguing about sharia law or whatever the fuck it is this (laughs) week that they've decided is gonna be the big problem i cannot i i never have voted for and this is gonna sound weird because i'm normally like on like on the right but i've never voted for a republican for governor of the state last time i voted libertarian because i had no idea what to do i was running um but every other time I voted for, I think it was Jay Nixon, and then um, yeah, I can't remember who the other guy was. He actually is Cass County guy, so I should remember him. But uh, but I voted for them because I yeah. was just like, no, I no. Mm-mm. I actually, I'm- I probably shouldn't admit this publicly, <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like our current governor. He's very quiet. And He's that's very nice. quiet and competent, <laughs> and he seems to be 
Like, there are certainly things I disagree with. Of course. No doubt about that. But I like the fact that he is authentically concerned about the violence problems in St. Louis and Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And I like that he is open to the possibility of different gun laws within the cities. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like, okay, yeah, you, you know, I get it. People want their guns. Mm -hmm. But, man, in the city, we, we we don't need that shit. Yeah. Like... Like my outside of my house sounded like Beirut on the, on, the <laughs> on New Year's Eve. I mean, it was like the gunshots yeah. were insane. Yeah, I I always this is always tough for me because I'm very pro Second Amendment. And I also know what it says. Like the militia part is R- there too. We we seem to have forgotten that part. Yeah. But I also understand that like in order to have that, you have to have people that have guns. Sure. I think that the well-regulated part would be a really positive thing if we brought that back. Uh, yeah, have you know Minutemen kind of shit like training going on. I, yeah, I think I I agree. <sighs> I I actually think if you're gonna own a gun, you have to be able to run an eight-minute mile. Yeah, you know. I mean, if you're gonna like, take you gotta the go do the training, yeah, if, right? I mean, and I think that you're responsible for that. I also think that like if you're somebody who's a hunter listening to this, so like, well, fuck you, like especially people that go up like and actually do like real hunting, like deer hunting is wonderful. Sure. Hunting elk, hunting bear, hunting moose, that's a very different game. And sure. if you own a handgun, you're going to need that because if you run into a bear, like not not a black bear, not like one that like you go, grizzly bear. like a grizzly bear, yeah. a Kodiak, and they start running at you, you're going to need something that's not just like... <laughs> right. Like you're going to want something you can pull out of your holster and shoot them. So I get that. And I understand concealed carry. I mean, we saw that you know shooting in Texas that was solved like that. Yeah. I mean, it's... The- the one time that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they had video of it, so it makes it yeah, even better. Yeah, it's even better. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just one of those things where – and I don't think it's the one time it worked out. I think this happens <laughs> on a on a basis more often. I think it's just small issues as opposed to, like, sure. 36 people. But most of the time it's like <laughs> half the school gets wiped out before anybody is there. Yeah, because the teachers don't it's have cool. guns, Corey. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to talk about a terrible idea. <laughs> you do not want me armed. <laughs> Your children would be – over <laughs> yeah. worry about you like shooting the kids accidentally that's right <laughs> oh there'd be no accident about it <laughs> but no it's just one of those like i think it's just uh, it's it's like abortion it's just too complicated of a debate for people to have right. rationally right and you can't and unfortunately we're at this point we're represented by people who also can't have that debate uh, yeah. rationally because and again this is not a negative but the fact that our government is so open now as opposed to what it used to be mm-hmm. is both positive and horrible. Because if you could have a legitimate, rational debate where certain you know, yeah. representatives and senators didn't feel like they needed to you know, get their big mm-hmm. moment on TV and yell at the other side, you could have a rational debate. Well, you know, if you've heard, just it, going back to the impeachment hearing, when you hear the descriptions of what the closed door committee hearings are like versus the public hearings. I'm sure it's, it's night and day. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, they released the transcripts from the closed door ones. And if you read those, it's like, wow, y'all were actually asking questions. Yeah. Like trying to find some shit out. Like well, they even made both that sides. a shit show because then they like went in like, Nope, you can't have those closed door meetings. We're going to march down to that. Oh yeah. Like Jesus guys. That was, that is my single favorite current sign of our failing democracy. Yeah. 
because something like a fourth of the people who did that were on that committee. Yeah. And were allowed in there. Yeah. They could have just walked, walked in, in and participated. Mm -hmm. Like, that is redonkulous. Yeah. And the thing that frustrates me is like both sides, and I've, you know, again, I think this is just one of those things that you get older and you realize this, but one of the things that's just been driving me insane is like, what I saw the Democrats complain about and the Republicans mm -hmm. complain about before mm -hmm. and during the Obama years, just switch it. It just flopped. It's just the it exact just same fucking thing. Yeah. It's like, how long has it been like this? Oh, forever. Forever. If yeah. you research it, it's forever. Yeah. The, always. The problem is, is that now it's easier to pick up on your hypocrisy because yeah. everything is recorded and yeah. things are so much more open. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Well, like the Kavanaugh hearing was the perfect one. Oh to me, God. that was the biggest, you know, bullshit shit show. It's like no matter, again, no matter where you fall on if you wanted him there, if you didn't want him yeah. there, what you thought about the hearing, Lindsey Graham screaming across the aisle, one of the senators on the Democratic side reading their yearbook, like his high school yearbook, yeah. Cory Booker and um, Kamala saying, like, kick me out, kick me out, just go ahead and do it. Oh, so you can have a rallying cry. That's right. the reason you're asking for right. it. It's like, you all are, you're all terrible people. That's really what this comes down to. The it's funny the Cory Booker single-handedly lost any respect that I had for him in that hearing. Yep. When he was like, "This is my Spartacus moment," yep. and his Spartacus moment was an email in which Kavanaugh was doubting that police racially profile uh, suspects. Yeah, it's like, well, he's a Republican. Mm -hmm. I could have told you he doubted that police yeah. racially profile people yeah. uh, just from looking at him. Yep. Uh, and even though I think he's wrong, uh, I know there are a lot of people who think that. Yeah. He did not say, you know, and see at the Klan rally. Right. You know, <laughs> it was like, I don't really think this is a problem. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I would totally expect him to think. Mm-hmm. So that's not news. That's not a Spartacus dude. moment. That's not a Spartacus moment. That's no. you're just acting like a fool. Yeah. You know, you're you're preparing to run for president. Yeah, that's exactly doing what's it going poorly. on. Exactly, and it worked out the way that it worked out. Yeah. You know? No, it was that I watched the whole thing because I was like, I knew how it would be reported, and that was one of the f more interesting things to actually see was mm -hmm. watching mm -hmm. all of it. And then seeing how it was reported everywhere. Right. And I think that's something that most people just don't have time to do. And right, I just happened right. to have time that day. Right. Like everything right. canceled on me. So it was like, okay, I'm going to do gonna watch this. I'm going to watch this. And I did. And it was like when she came up, it was very, I mean, she seemed very truthful, honest, remembered sure. everything. You know, no matter your opinion on it, she was a great witness. Her lawyers did well. Like when they needed sure. to be called in, they, sure. you know, protected her. And it was like, oh, shit, this is pretty crazy. And then his, like, speech in the beginning was pretty rocky. His questions were very rocky. Yeah. But I, there was a part of me that was like, I don't think that was as bad as it was reported overall. But it was still pretty, pretty sticky. Yeah. But the thing I came away with it at the very end was I don't. I guess my opinion personally would be there's got to be a better guy. I yeah. didn't see, I didn't see a moment where I think. yeah I didn't see a moment where I can say that I would like have said like absolutely not never ever that's terrible because you can't prove anything my right. only thought coming away from that was there's got to be a better guy like if Trump just came down and was like look 
this is bullshit. Yeah. Let's just figure something else out. He could have passed somebody else that was fine. You know, the the really interesting thing about it, from my perspective, is as much energy as Democrats put in to trying to tank his nomination, mm-hmm. he might end up being a favorable member of the Supreme Court. Yeah. You know, it is. It's interesting the way that conservatives on the Supreme Court have a way of all of a sudden not really being all that conservative. Yeah, they meet Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who's uh, yeah. more intelligent than they are. Yeah, by, they're by like double. You win. Yeah. You know. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. correct on that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting the way that that body remains actually truly deliberative. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I don't know that him being there is really going to end up being a problem no it won't be you know he'll he'll just be more beer because he likes to be more yeah on a a side note i really would have thought that a person who went before congress and said i like beer i drank beer (laughs) i still drink beer i like beer would become my personal hero (laughs) and i just can't go there no uh, not yet but i want a t-shirt that says that yeah Maybe there will yeah. be a good decision, like that he makes. Yeah, so he like, makes you know, a really good decision, and then I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah he, and he yeah, likes you beer." You know what? He's all right. <laughs> I feel like I can go have a beer with him. He's We're all 12. right. Yeah, I uh, the yearbook thing pissed me off on the on the left the most. Like outside of Cory Booker, who that was just ridiculous. But the yearbook thing, I was just like, "Are you for real?" <laughs> but the the thing that was. The most interesting, and probably the reason that if I were the president, I just would have gone to him like, we're not going to vote on you, was when in that, we'll call it compassionate speech that he made, he he attacked Democrats. Oh, yeah. And like when I heard that, like there was just a visceral reaction on my side. Like when I'm watching that, and all of a sudden he's like, and it's been orchestrated by the Democratic Party. And I was like, whoa, dude, you're a, you're going for the supreme court you can't say that even if you think it you can't say that shit yeah well he said it he said it yeah. loud and clear it was weird man yeah it's super weird that whole thing was really very yeah odd yeah right i mean like winning i i mean you know there have been a lot of like really weird justices over the course of our history right yeah yeah um but man that really how he got there really kind, of, really kind of takes the cake. But I think he might end up being an okay justice. I wouldn't you know? doubt it. I mean, like you said, all those guys end up, I think, kind of feeling the weight of who they are now. Yeah. I mean. Like, oh, shit. John, John Roberts, you know, uh, you know, shocking voice of reason. Yeah, which is always strange. Yeah. But, Mr. Conservative. But he's not, you know, but he's like an old school conservative, whereas like. Same. You know, and, well, yeah, and <laughs> and conservative also means not tearing everything down, mm-hmm. right? Or at least it used to. Yeah. So when he's, you know, like the Obamacare decision, for example, I'm sure he's looking at that and he's like, well, fuck, if, I, if I'm the fifth vote to tear this shit down, what replaces this? Right. This is going to impact people's lives mm-hmm. in a very real way. Yeah. And okay, maybe I don't agree with this policy, and maybe I don't think this is necessarily constitutional, but it's where we're at. And the Constitution's number one goal is to protect the people. That's and absolutely if you view right. It as protecting the people, then there you right. go. Right. Then we're going to have to go with it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, it, it's you see, it's interesting the way that you know even Gorsuch has had some like he's had his moments out of the weird you know, left field where all of a sudden you're, he's like, I'm voting with the liberals. And you're like, what the, f-? <laughs> like, 
I just have to keep my track record looking good. It's fine. Yeah, we're gonna win yeah. anyway. Right. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it's like what is going on here? It's, yeah. I, I just I'm very happy that Ginsburg is still there. Like I I tell Nikki this all the time. It's like I don't agree with her on a lot, but she's way smarter than I am. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'd rather have somebody on there that I disagree with, but is intelligent about it. Yeah. Than oh, anything yeah. else. She's so much smarter and badass than we are. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. And have you watched the documentary on? I have not. No. <sighs> yeah, Nikki, I think like fell asleep, so she's got to watch the last thirty minutes. Nikki, who loves the woman, right, was right. just so tired that she was like, "Okay," and I'm watching it like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me! <laughs> this chick is amazing." <laughs> Yeah, I was ridiculously impressed. But, yeah, she's definitely way more intelligent than I'll ever be. Yeah. No, I hear that. <laughs> God. No. It is interesting. The, uh, you know, I was just thinking about the fact that she will die someday. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are thinking about that right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really. Just one more year, baby. Just got to hold out one more year. Is, is what you hope. Do it for democracy. Yeah, you're thinking that. A lot of people are oh thinking like, yeah, five you got to hold out five. I th- there's no way this dude could make it through a whole nother term. Dude, I bet he can. I mean, I, I don't know. They've just, been telling him you can't do shit forever, and you've just been like, yeah, well, it, you know, some, I just I just won the presidency with three bankruptcies behind my name. Oh, well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, at some point, right, doesn't the Republican Party have to say, like, no, no, man, you can't, we can't do this. Not if they're in charge. I mean, it, it is, it's interesting. I, I mean, this, I think, is probably the thing that I find most disturbing about the last three years is that especially in for those of us who are old enough to remember the Clinton years mm-hmm. in which the Republican Party was constantly positioning itself as the voice of morality within our country. Yeah. R- morality, decency, dignity, right? Well, and especially after Clinton fed them that. And yeah, I mean, Cl- Clinton made it super easy, Yeah, you know? Um, and now that's just gone. Yeah. Like, they don't care at all. And it's like... Yeah. Like, like, you know, it was always, I always sort of thought like, well, I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Right. But at least I know at the end of the day, yeah, you guys, you know, sort of care about yeah. a sense of value, a sense of morality, yeah. right? Like we can disagree on policy things, but at least kind of, we all have the same vision of right what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Well, Reagan talked about, you know, a senator that he was really good friends with. He had him over to his house the night before and then the next morning, the guy delivered just a horrible speech about yeah. Reagan. Yeah. And he met him, and like he went over and was like, what the hell was that about? And the guy was like, oh, that's just politics. I still love you. Right, right, like, yeah. That's how it used to be. And it's like, <laughs> you know, like I understand that, but it's like, you know, I really thought they had some lines in the sand they weren't willing to cross. Not anymore, man. Not and with... they've crossed them all. Well, and that's what I think is the issue with social media. No, I, yeah. The, well, social media combined with 24-hour news networks yeah, well, has yeah. really screwed up our sense of ability to like yeah, between act in a Fox, rational way. CNN and MSNBC. Yeah. You pair that with, you know, a tweet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's, you know, we we have become totally reactionary. Yeah. To everything. But but it it's it's I I just keep thinking to myself like at some point Republicans in particular in the Senate have got there's got to be a breaking point, right? There's got to be a point at which they're like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not. 
I don't really give a shit about being elected if it's un- reelected if it's under these conditions. Yeah. Well, I think people who are moderates that are kind of that feel that way, like you just yeah. said. I think people that are moderates really and probably a good message for everybody is, you know, President Obama was weakened almost immediately because there was that huge Tea Party movement, mm-hmm. and in the first midterm he had, he got just crushed. Yeah, just completely yeah, crushed. Absolutely. And not just crushed, but crushed by far right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the far yeah, right ideology. Yeah. With Trump, he didn't, like, they talked about the blue wave in the midterm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they took back over the House, but there was a chair gained in the Senate. Yeah, right. Like, he was still on track, and people were still happy with him enough to do that. Right. But with the second term coming up, it's always true about the second term. Like, now I'm in the I don't give a fuck term. Well, yeah, and if no, he has a true. I don't give a fuck term, what the fuck does his first term look well, like? Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, the, it's just something that, like I said, if you like the guy, fantastic. If you don't and you're a centrist or a moderate oh. who's weighing the decision, that should weigh heavy on your mind. One Similar to think. what, you know, what would Warren do or Biden do or anything else. Right. It's like now you have four years of this president. And like with President Obama, I saw the four years and went, I don't like that. I'm yeah. not going to vote for him. Right. With President Trump, it's like, I don't like that. But do I really not like that? Or do I really, really not like that? Like, where, where's, right. where is it here? I think that's going to be something to really think about. Well, and again, th- who the Democrat is plays a huge role in that. It will, you know, yeah. You're not going to jump out of the Trump frying pan into the Bernie fire. Right. right? You know, yeah. I, I mean, everything's free. <laughs> everything's free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. Like we were talking about earlier, I mean, that's the weirdest part about this is, like, let's say Bernie does jump ahead. Like, he just rides a wave, and he's the nominee. It's like, I don't know what I'd do. I really have no idea. Like, I know that, like, logically, I know a lot of my friends are screaming at this, like, hey, fucking Bernie, you gotta gotta go. You gotta do it. But at the same time, I'm like, but I don't like either of them. It was kind of like the last election. I know a lot of people went for Hillary because Trump was there, and, like, Hillary had the name and first woman to president. That's wonderful. I didn't like her... Just in general, I didn't like policies. I didn't like her past. The only thing that she'd ever truly been elected to, for, in my mind, was as a Democratic senator from New York with a Clinton name. Right. Like, that's that was the only election that she won. And then, you know, she destabilized Libya. She did. There was one thing that she worked out in the Middle East that was a peace accord. It was like, which is great. Sure. But. Peace in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> hey, and don't. Don't worry about Jared Kushner. He's going to make sure that that's taken care of. Well, He's uh, going to get peace in the Middle East taken care of. That guy. <laughs> Don't even get me started. The, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I would vote for a ham sandwich that had a D next to its name that was running for president. <laughs> I mean, there's like zero chance that I am not voting for the Democrat. Yeah. Um, now, I, I do wish that... Um, you know, it would be nice if the republic, if somebody would run against him. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. There and the are Repu- people that have threatened it, but they're yeah. washed pretty quick. Yeah, and the Republican Party has done shit to make sure that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, although, oh, yeah. although I saw the other day, what, like, like two weeks ago, maybe it was, where Trump was apparently saying, like, yeah, maybe I don't do the debates. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, if I have to go up against somebody smart. Yeah, <laughs> if I have to go up against somebody smart, maybe I don't do the debates. Yeah. You know, like, so, okay, so what what, what what, do we make of it if he doesn't 
participate in the democratic process. Well, I think that in that situation, he would lose more votes than he could ever recover. If he didn't I w- go into the base. I would think, yeah. but who knows, you know? Yeah, well, and the Democrat would show up. Oh, you better, so, especially if he is not there. Yeah, but yeah, if he's not there, the Democrat shows up. All of yeah. a sudden, you're giving the Democrat three Two, times yeah. for f- three to four hours to talk about Just everything they whatever. want to. <laughs> Which mostly is going to be about how you suck. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's of course, you know, then I also sort of live in fear of, like, what happens if he does lose? Like, what if he won't go? Oh, see, I don't think that's a thing. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, g- people talked about that with Clinton. <laughs> Yeah, Republicans talked about that with Obama, so there is a lot of like bullshit to it. You know yeah. what I mean? And under n- most circumstances, I would say this is bullshit. He probably would but leave. He's so and, fucking crazy. Oh yeah, but he'd write a book. He'd make he would even more money. Like he and he wouldn't I, have to do shit anymore. I think. <laughs> well, I think he's not going to get the right to do shit because I think the Southern District of New York is going to arrest him about five minutes after he's left office. Oh man, that would be like you want to talk yeah. about. This like motherfucker were, has done some serious tax evading, <laughs> and it is coming. Oh, man. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to take a long look at what that would do as far as precedent and go, boy, we do that. I don't know, though. <laughs> I have no doubt he's a criminal. <laughs> I have not, That's the thing that I honestly wonder, and this isn't me trying to defend Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form, but the, there is a huge part of me that hears something like that and goes, I don't know if he's like you'd almost have to say he has like just negligence. Oh, like yeah. Like criminal negligence. I can't imagine he's smart enough to just go, here's the plan. Well, it's yeah. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> which was something I was thinking, you know, like he'll throw every CPA he's ever had under the bus. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. Like, but you know, when you think about like the Mueller report, right? That basically boiled down to uh Trump tried several times to intervene in the investigation. Mm -hmm. He couldn't get any of his underlings to actually follow his orders and therefore did not commit a crime. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) He didn't commit a crime because he's too fucking stupid to commit a crime. Yeah, that's what I mean. With the thing with Zelensky, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to, you know, and then it seems like everybody who is actually in the the Ukraine walked out was like, nope. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, and then everybody who was in Ukraine, like, basically, came, like, our people in Ukraine, it yeah. sounds like, basically came to him and were like, you can't, you can't you get out, it. Yeah, you're going to be, you yeah. know, you're going to be fucked if you try it. And so, he once again <laughs> didn't really commit a crime because he couldn't get anybody to go along with him. It's yeah. like, at this point, I think he should be removed from office just because he cannot circumvent our laws. <laughs> I mean, what a complete lack of leadership that you can't get your people to even break the law. Like, what is going on, America? Well, and that's that to me is the strangest thing about the entire Mueller report is that he basically came out and said he didn't commit a crime because he tried to. Right. Like, wait, what? But if but if I tell somebody, and I love my wife, but if I told you, like, oh, what if you kill her? I think I'd probably go to jail. Yeah, that's a crime, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just saying to me, like, yeah. I'll give you 10 bucks. <laughs> like, that would be a crime. Yeah. Even if I'm like, oh, uh, no. No thanks. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, Hey, it's... guys, this guy wants to kill his wife. Oh, okay. He's yeah. going to prison now. Right. Like, but he was just like, he told everybody. And again, like, that's the thing that's weird to me is it's like, 
did Mueller really look at that and say he didn't commit a crime? Or did he look at that and say he didn't even know it's a, it was a crime? Right. Therefore, he couldn't be held responsible for trying to right. commit a crime. Which is interesting because that would be like the only person for whom that applies to. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. like, like if he did the shit that he did and wasn't the president of the United States, he'd be in jail. Yeah. Right. So it's like. But but again, over and over again, it's like his incompetence saves him. Mm-hmm. Or his inability to have people do what he says. Yeah. I guess, yeah, incompetence works for that. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. It's like we're like living in the twilight zone. Yeah. Well, that it definitely feels like that. Like, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, what, is, what the hell has happened to us? Yeah. Like, well, and that's the thing. And that's the weirdest. It will be strange when he does leave office, whether it's this coming year or I guess technically next year or um, five years from now. Because I really, it's hard for me to, like I said, it's hard for me to imagine that the Southern District of New York or anybody else would push that. And again, it's not because yeah. I don't think that there's a crime there. It's because I, I've i got to imagine that at some point, even with Trump, who has polarized a lot of people, that they would go, this is still a former president of the United yeah. States, and we probably need to handle this with a little bit of care. It's definitely going to be weird. I mean, yeah. you know, it is interesting. I mean, I think everybody. Might just be like, dude, sign this paper, get the fuck out of public I, life. I think everybody around him is going to end up in jail. Mm-hmm. Like, Rudy Giuliani is definitely headed to jail. Oh, he's going to jail. He's going to jail in such a major way. God, he is the weirdest. We were watching, so we were at the lake with my parents, and my parents, as you know, are on the right. Sure. And I would say Nikki's left, and I'm pretty well center. Just I'm left and right on several issues, therefore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> average is out. Yeah. yeah. But I'm a libertarian communist. Exactly. That makes me a moderate. <laughs> that would be an awesome way to run on a platform. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're watching an interview, and it was like, you know, one of the Sunday morning shows, and Rudy's on it. And the guy would ask him a question, and Rudy, for about two sentences, would be good yeah. answering the question. And then he'd just kind of go off. Yeah. It's like, Rudy, hey, come on back, Rudy. Come back come back here to the conversation because you're you're off. You're in the deep end. Like, he'd just go off into the weeds, but with, not just with one question. Like, so what do you think about the president? Well, the president's a good guy. He's a pretty good business owner. The moon is up there. It's like, that's <laughs> right, where he'd go. Right, yeah. And you're just like, dude. You're like, no. No, that's, come that's back not to even Earth. political. It's not like the president's a good guy. You know, we got to talk about the Democrats because they're not good. It's not like right. there was a line of reasoning. Right, no. He seriously would just start talking about fucking different states, it's, and like we'd be on domestic policy and taxes, and he'd go into foreign policy and bombs. It's like, just insane. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's just in- well, it's like it's 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 interesting to me. It's like it, he works so well with Trump because it's like I, I was this just crossed my mind that like the thing that happened in Iraq where yeah. they storm our embassy and so the next day we assassinate somebody. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like oh, I'm being impeached this week. Like literally the week of impeachment. <laughs> So I'm going to send Rudy to the Ukraine yeah. to go invest. It's like, what? Dude. Like, and, and Rudy Giuliani, you used to be. America's mayor? Like a thoughtful, logical guy. You, there was nothing that made you think like, oh, I think that's a real bad idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I think Rudy's one of those guys, though, that I don't like. I And again, like this is coming from watching a show that obviously has a an agenda. But I watch John Oliver a lot. I watch oh, two oh, shows yeah, a lot, yeah. and that's John Oliver, and I watch Bill Maher because I got to get my left in sure. because I get enough right anyway. <laughs> sure. 
But I watched those two shows because it kind of brings you over to like, okay, here's some different ideas. And they both are very intelligent. They sure. are very well versed. But he talks about like Rudy Giuliani was thoughtful and the guy for about six years. Right. After September 11th and before that he was batshit crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the whole thing about him marrying his cousin. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, oh, marrying yeah, his cousin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember watching when I was at Mizzou and I had a very, I, I would say, like not not leftist, not socialist, but I would say a very communist uh, TA for so, for my sociology class, which uh-huh. is famously uh, a right-wing issue, um, <laughs> but or taught by right-wing people. But um, she made us watch this documentary on the, I think it was like the welfare, um, Rudy Giuliani tried to reform the welfare system in the state mm-hmm. of New York to make people work like janitorial jobs and stuff yeah. like that that yeah. the city needed for their welfare check. Sure. But the problem was that other people that were working those same jobs, like let's say a you know street sweeper, right, was getting paid, you know, 17 bucks an hour and right. these people were just working for their welfare payments. Right. So then it was like, well, what do we do? And he was like, well, you fucking work for it and they screamed and shouted and everything else and it was basically found like no, you can't do that. Right. But at the same time it was like that was before September 11th. Right. And we didn't ever hear about that Rudy Giuliani. No, we didn't hear about no. any of the other cousin fucking issues. We just heard he was, you know, America's mayor. Right, America's mayor. Yeah, right. Times person of the year, all that kind of fun stuff. And then, you know, he went into the debates and Joe Biden destroyed him in one debate. Or yeah. I think, well, I mean, everybody in the Republican Party kind of pushed him aside anyway. But then Joe Biden was like, he says a noun, a verb in September 11th. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's, right. that's how he debates. Right. But yeah. So I mean, it's it was interesting though. But like lately, when he got hired onto the campaign, like, I was like, that might be a good movie. He's Rudy Giuliani. He's got. Oh sure. Yeah. Him. And then no. you heard him speak once, and you're like, Oh god, dude. He just talked about how pretty Ivanka was, and that wasn't even fucking brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, shit. Trump keeps saying weird shit about how pretty Ivanka uh, is, and you yeah. know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they have a strange relationship. <laughs> it's, it's real weird. It's so, that family is so hey, freaking weird. He likes one of his daughters. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Tiffany looks like fun. I think Tiffany would be fun to hang out with. Yeah, because she didn't hang around them. That's right. <laughs> hang around the Tiffany's zombies. all right. Yeah. Tiffany and Marla Maples. We can we can grab a beer sometime, ladies. <laughs> I'm sure they have stories. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's you know, you look at what's going to happen this year, and it's going to be insane. Like you know, it's gonna oh, be it's going to be totally nuts. Yeah, I mean, and the one the one thing that I see on the right, and I was keep bring, trying to find a way to bring this up, but it was interesting to me because I saw this when the impeachment trial like when they finally impeached him mm-hmm. like he has been impeached on two counts and all of my friends that were on the right i thought brought up a very good point that the left i think needs to kind of work on and that is there were no riots in the streets there was no like huge back like there was backlash online and stuff like that oh sure but there was no you know people outside of trump tower you know screaming protesting, protesting yeah. and outside of you know every every hotel that he's owned across the united states there was no huge riot there was no call to arms it was like the only thing i see on the right that i don't like and i think is bullshit is these idiots that keep saying like we're, we're just gonna start a revolution right uh like, yeah dude, hey yeah. no we're not yeah. first of all calm down cool yeah <laughs> yeah remember how you thought it was when california said they were going to succeed or secede right like, no yeah. no it's stop not doing that happen. but it was just one of those things like we have to like kind of come to an understanding in this country that shit's going to fall certain ways and you can't just like 
you know, punch people in the middle of the street. Right, right. Yeah, because that's ridiculous. Well, it's nice that that didn't happen. Yeah. Right, for a change. <laughs> for a change. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like the right was like taking it as a win. Like, yeah, he got impeached and we didn't do that. It's like, well, he was impeached. Yeah, I mean, that's like, a, that shouldn't be a win. But at the same time, I understand because, you know, the left person lost and there were you know, like right. riots for, I mean, not riots. <laughs> right. Probably some, but not all. But like protests. protests for like three months. Yeah, that was insane. I just was like, you guys. That's ridiculous. I couldn't believe the overwhelming number of the rioters who didn't vote. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, all so, right, cool. So did you vote for Hillary? Well, I didn't vote. Cool, like, man. They go home. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing here? <laughs> well, it's like, you know, this. If you're 16, that's fine, but. So I'm, you know. During my time as head of school at Kansas City Academy, I ran into this sort of like, you know, ridiculous lefty shit. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when we had Betsy DeVos come visit the school, I had a conversation with all of the students at once, yeah. you know, and basically they were like, well, you can't, she can't come here because she's against everything that we stand for. And I, I, you're absolutely right. She is against everything that we stand for. That is 1,000% true. Yep. Now, she's going to come here, and she's going to see the school. Mm-hmm. And that day, we can show her how a school functions yeah. when the kids use whatever bathroom they feel like using. Yeah. And that it's fine. Yeah. Everything is fine. Everything works every day, yeah. uh, and there's really nothing to worry about. And the problem that I ran into, you know, and I, I, I had said to them, you know, we can demonstrate that by what we do, yeah. but we can also politely, respectfully tell her why we disagree. Right. She's going to meet with some of you in a small group, and you can tell her. I'm really concerned about X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you why I think that your approach is incorrect. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're polite and respectful, we can have that conversation. And guess how much more she's going to respect you for that. And maybe, maybe one of you can say something that's going to make her reconsider her ideas. Yeah. How'd that go? Well, they didn't. The students who were very concerned about this, instead of participating that day, Mm -hmm. decided to leave school, go across the street, and join the protest. Wow. Uh, You know, seeding their voice in this matter. Uh, And so they joined a protest of about 300 people that was across the street from the school that she never saw, that she never heard, that... Uh, she probably knew was there. Of course. But Which is never, why she never saw or heard. But never acknowledged. Yeah. And it didn't matter. They they literally gave up their power in that situation that day mm-hmm. to protest. In a protest that didn't matter. Yeah. That barely made the local news. Uh, there were something like 35 reporters that day inside the building covering her visit. Who wanted to talk to the kids. Yeah. And didn't have the chance. They could have expressed those concerns to yeah. the media. No problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just it's amazing to me the way that we have sort of misunderstood democracy and how democracy functions and replaced the hard decisions the hard conversations yeah. the actual work of mm -hmm. a democracy with just protesting yeah um because that feels like you're doing something mm -hmm. and you're actually not doing anything when you're normally surrounded normally you're surrounded by an echo chamber Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just absolutely. everybody who feels the same way you do. Well, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Is to not ever... Because somewhere along the line in the last 20 years or so, the American people, at least, mm. have forgotten that democracy is about compromise. Yeah. Right. And that's actually the real problem with, like, the Bernie bros, for example. Yeah. Like, I love the Bernie bros <clears throat> who refused to vote for Clinton because Bernie didn't win. Right. It's like, well, now you've got Trump and mm -hmm. that's on you. You know, I, I had had an argument recently with somebody on Facebook <laughs> about purity tests. And, you know, because the uh, AOC said something about, you know, like, if you don't believe these things then you're not a real Democrat and you shouldn't be running, you know. <sighs> and then in the debate, the last debate, somebody addressed that. I think it was Klobuchar, actually, mm -hmm. who said you know, if we establish purity tests for what it is to be a Democrat, we might as well just give up now because we're not going to win. Yeah. We're not going to build a coalition 100%. that can win. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Libertarians have the same issue. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and so it, it's and so that this this is the, the constant problem right among the Democrats is like, well, you know, we don't want to be challenged with other ideas. Mm -hmm. We don't want to give an inch on our policies. We don't want to compromise, which is the same problem like the Tea Party people have, right? Like you, you know, mm -hmm. like the Tea Party is like almost non-existent at this point, right? I, I think in large part because of an unwillingness to compromise that has basically allowed people to box them out, right? Right, and right. so it's it's the same thing that's happening, but it's like that's not that's not the purpose of a demo like in a democracy. I believe A, you believe B, and at the end of the day, if we have enough discussion, hopefully we'll come to somewhere between A and B that we can both just kind of live with. Exactly. You know, it's like the, I'm really pissed off about Democrats who've been going after Obama lately. That is I, dumb. I know that you don't appreciate Obama, but I think Obama was an amazing president. I know, but and he was also super popular. Super you don't popular. go after him. No. Oh, yeah. I don't know why they're doing that. No. Stupid, I can disagree with them all day long, but if I were a, a Democrat, dude. I'd be like, oh, yeah. No. You best guy yourself ever. yourself in Obama. Exactly. You, you know, and it's like they keep going back to Obamacare. And it, it's like, well, yeah. Obama woke up the morning that Obama, that, Obamacare was passed by Congress. He woke up that morning and was like, finally, I get to force Americans to buy insurance. This is what my entire life has been about. Yeah. Forcing you to buy insurance. Yeah. And like, I was also so excited that it got dismantled in 50 different ways after it was passed. Right. Yeah. But but it, it's like that's he didn't. That wasn't his solution. No. Guys, that wasn't that that's not his end goal. His end goal was something closer to Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. Right? But he couldn't get there. Yeah. So he went as far as he could to improve the system yeah. that he could get people to go along with him. And he admitted that. Yeah. And I would love it to look like this. That's the way that it works. Yeah. You you move it a little. You move the ball a little. A yeah. little. Give it to little. the next guy. He moves yeah. it further. Yeah. That's how it's played. And it's like, you, you guys are not, like, Bernie, you know, it's funny, like, uh, 
was, I think it was Biden said at one of the debates, you know, Bernie, it's, you know, this is in your bill, you know, and he said, I know what's in the bill. I wrote the damn bill. You know, good moment for him. Yeah. Right. I wish that one of them up there had been like, you can't pass the bill. Yeah. Because that's the truth. You yeah. can put whatever the hell you want to in yeah. your Medicare for all bill. It doesn't mean you can put fucking yeah. everybody gets a ferry. I mean, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's never it's it's yeah. Free popsicles on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. Fantastic. It's never going to pass. Yeah. It's never, ever, ever going to pass. And guess what? Even if you wrote the perfect bill, it's probably not going to pass the way it looks now. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not ever going to look right. It'll, yeah. Start It'll off change. as Medicare for all, and then the next thing you know, everybody's paying for Medicare but not getting it. Right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. So it's it's just the you know the you have the two ends of the both of the political parties that are the loudest, definitely the loudest on Twitter, and yeah. they're the exact same damn people. Yep. They're certain that they're right. They're certain that the other side is wrong. They're mm -hmm. unwilling to compromise, and I frankly don't know why we pay any attention to what either of them have to say no because they're not helpful at all no i think the reason that we pay you hit on it earlier i think the reason that we pay attention to it is because we see it on 24-hour news because apparently we need 24-hour news because days are things that happen all the time yeah but it's you know it's one of those like you if you're trying to get eyeballs on your station what are you going to put on there a calm reasonable individual that's talking no, policy no, no you're going to talk to you're going to get the most far-right tea partier you're going to yeah. get sarah palin versus anyone on a college campus right now right right to That's, be fair equally intelligent <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean you're going to get those two on they're going to argue about why you know guns are great or guns are bad and they're going to talk about transgenderism and how it can't possibly be morally okay or it's completely fine right you know i, I even like I saw something, and again, like I didn't. This is not something I've researched. I just saw a an article. So, grain of salt, sure. But I think you see this more and more often as people who are on the left who talk about something like transgenderism. I think it was J.K. Mm -hmm. Rowling got attacked for this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But she basically was, from my understanding, she was saying that in this circumstance, we have to look at this as genetically this, genetically male, right. or genetically female, right. and people went the off on her it was like no 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 if you're a transgender woman you're a woman it's like mm, i really don't know i really want you to be happy with your lifestyle yes i really do yeah but you have you have to give i'll give you gender you have to give a sex that has to be a thing yeah. <laughs> right i mean the yeah this is like i don't understand why transgendered yeah your gender identification should not have anything to do with the category you participate in in athletic competitions. Right. And that's where I think this all started. Because a woman, a transgendered woman, mm -hmm. won a women's cycling competition. Yeah. By, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. And, like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because they had testosterone pumped into their body every day since they were a fetus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're taller and leaner and, yeah. you know, all stronger. the things that yeah. just, you know... On average, that's what on it average is. make men athletically more capable than women, yeah. right? So, I mean, it, it's like there, there's just 
Yeah. There's just some realities to some things. The way you just did that is how I feel about it too. Like I Yeah. yeah. Like come I, on. Help, help me I, out here. I people. wanna love you. Like I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to be an ally, but fuck man, you guys are making this shit hard. Yeah. Well the one that I've I've heard and I you know, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot as you know, but the one I've heard is the woman, the transgender woman, so born male, trans transitioned into female, but at a fairly advanced age for MMA, like at, you know, late twenties, yeah. early thirties. Yeah. Decided two years prior that they identified as female. Sure. So they went into fighting as not a like skilled competitor. Right. Just a giant fucking transgender Dude. female. Yeah. yeah. And was not. And eventually, I think this person lost. Yeah. To a female that was about the same size, but technically way better. Yeah. Right. Which that's not competition. Duh. Of course. Right. But before that, it was all of these smaller women, mm-hmm. and she just going and beat the fuck out of them right right it's like what oh i can't i can't be okay with that and, no. it's, and it's weird for me to hear somebody that is a progressive person or a liberal person talk about how they are okay with it when really what you, that breaks down into is a genetic male right a male at birth not how they identify a male right. at birth is beating up on a female right i mean there's just yeah there is That's, a uh, biological reality yeah to all of this that has somewhere along the lines been lost in the discussion or it's almost as if if you bring that up you're somehow being oh you're a terrible person yeah right but it that's the actual truth reality yeah of it that's I mean, science it, especially if <laughs> especially if we're saying that gender is a social construct mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which which i think i agree with i'm fine with right that. Yeah. like I, I think that's fine yeah but sex is not a social construct. Sex no. is a biological reality. Yeah. And so to try, you know, to try to te- treat those as the same creates all sorts of other problems. Yeah. Well, and especially, you know, if you see like some people have gone to their doctor and said like, well, you know, male or female, I'm female. It's like, uh, I need to know sex. And then it's like, well, I... I'm a female. Right. Were you born as female? I've always been like, I really need to know this because I can't prescribe you certain things. Right. You were born as a man. Right. (laughs) Right. It's, I can't give you birth control (laughs) if you don't have a uterus and ovaries. Mrs. Garrison from South Park takes (laughs) birth control though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, that God, but it's to me again, but what getting back to what you were talking about, I think that's far end of the spectrum. I oh, think that's no, it 1% totally of people to give a shit. It's totally it. Yeah. And I it, think most people are probably like you and me where it's just like, I don't uh, give a fuck what yeah. you do. I don't, yeah, I don't give a flying fuck about any of that. Use no. whatever bathroom. I do not give a shit. Yeah. And it, it's like, and, and you know, like this, like great. But this does not in any way change the fundamental reality of your humanity. Right. You know, like at the end of the day, like, are you a decent person? Do you pay your taxes? Mm -hmm. Are you an asshole? Like, you know, these are the things that I really care about, Mm -hmm. right? Because we all have to function with each other in a society. And so, you know, I get it that there is a reactionary element within our culture that is definitely not okay with this. And I'm definitely not okay with them not being okay with it. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is not, we're talking about like 1% of 1%. Yeah. And we spent an awful lot of time talking about it as a culture. Yeah. 
and I don't think it's terribly helpful. No, it's not. I mean, it's not for any side. No, for no side is, no, is a positive. Not. Like, you know, talking about it as somebody who is transgender who truly believes that you know the opposite of what you and I believe in, where it's like you're born this, you're that right. sex, and you can be whatever gender you want, but that's what your chromosomes say you are. Right. But somebody who doesn't believe that probably doesn't give a shit about our opinion. Well, like, right. I, I would hope they don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but it's just interesting to you know, like you said, it's like we spend so much time on it, and I do because it's just one of those things that to me is just strange. Like, I don't think the people are strange. I don't look at it as, like, this is a, you know, I don't look at this as you are a mentally ill person. I don't see right. them in a negative way in any way, shape, or form. Well, it's, it's like the politics around it is strange. Yeah. And it's just, I, I really do try to, like, kind of find the medium of it or the middle of it where it's just like, but we, we do, I think, as a society, we have to accept certain norms. Like, or we have to accept certain things as fact. Right. Because they are facts. Well, except that we don't anymore yeah I, yeah, yeah. Fact, you know. facts are fiction fictions facts right yeah uh, alternative facts like alternative yeah alternative exactly facts. that's what it was yeah <laughs> yeah no exactly i mean any like definitive reality is just totally up for grabs at this point yeah. right i mean like we can redefine anything the way that we we want to yeah um you know it's it's like postmodernism run totally amok and and we don't live in reality anymore. No, we don't you at know. all. <laughs> I mean, it, it that you know, if anything, you know, Trump should be applauded for being able to zero in on that little thing, that, that little change within our culture, and exploiting it. Yeah, in a huge, significant way, because he's figured out right that he can just say say whatever he wants, whatever he wants to, and there's a group of people that are going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, he knows they're going to be a group of people that react to it and the positive thing about those individuals reacting negatively to it is he's going to have a bunch of people that come in and solidify absolutely him because they're going to defend him that's like i have i have wondered like a little thought experiment like what if democrats just stopped talking about him what if we didn't react to his tweets well, I think it'd be what like if what just, Nancy Pelosi's doing, like you were talking oh, about. Oh no, earlier. she she's yeah. I mean like yeah, what if we all Nancy Pelosi'd? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if if he doesn't have somebody to call him out, does anybody really care about the bat shit crazy stuff he says? I do think there are so many people that think that if you pushed him to a certain level, he'd just nuke Russia. Oh no! I think, I think that is true. I, yeah, think. I think it's like no, well, we need to keep talking about him, like to keep him busy. I mean, the one th- <laughs> the one thing I've been able to say for him up to three years ago was he seemed to like really not want to use violence mm-hmm. as a form of policy, but that went out the window yesterday. Yeah, right, and like the in the most grand way possible. Yeah, so. So yeah, no, it is. It's it's worrisome. Like, what is this dude gonna get up to? Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's your when I read your um, comment about the Kurt the situation with the Kurds and pulling back on that border. It really kind of ha- it really was kind of a mind fuck for me because I I mean have always been like we shouldn't even be there. Yeah, we shouldn't be like I don't know why this is going on. Sure, but then when you see the immediate, you know. You see the immediate genocide of a people, and it's like, well, all we had to right. do was stay there. That's it. That's all like, you had to do. Like in a like, we were in a safe zone. Nobody was shooting at us. Like we five hundred like, guys just hanging out in a base was all yeah. that was required. Yeah, it's like okay, and that caused 
thousands of deaths yeah tens of thousands yeah oh. tens of thousands yeah. oh okay um and these people were like kind of just hanging out it's like no they were our allies yeah yeah i i'm okay with okay i'm not a i'm not a person that wants us to go to war all the time but i'm okay with 500 dudes just hanging out to like keep yeah tens of thousands of people safe yeah that seems pretty reasonable yeah it doesn't seem like empire building that seems like protecting your ally yeah yeah but, you know whatever that's fine yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know why we do such a shitty job of this yeah like, What's like, and like what I, does it teach the next person? Oh, like, I don't oh, know. Yeah, let's ally with the United I States. I don't know why any country trusts us at this point. No. I mean, we have a long history of doing shit like this. Yeah. Right. So, like, what? Why? Why would you ever? Yeah. Trust us? There's, there's no reason to trust us. Mm-hmm. There's none. Yeah. None. Super desperate what, for money. Whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just totally use us. I mean, it's funny. Like, I would. You think about like Saudi Arabia, right? Oh, that, yeah. Like, on one hand is like we're friends we'll do and then turns around and screws us every chance they get it's like yeah no you probably should be doing that because like you know one day you're teaching us our lesson one day the oil economy is going to no longer exist and you're going to be a very poor country Mm -hmm. and you know what we're going to do for you then not a goddamn thing yep yeah we will we're not gonna molest that globe that you have the little light up globe we're not gonna do anything like that no we're doing nothing yeah we will do absolutely nothing for you and i guess strategically it's also weird that we know kind of knowing that that you know cow is gonna run dry at some point we keep giving them stuff like here here are weapons but yeah i mean ah, yeah, because event- eventually I right i mean <laughs> like what what are we talking like america will be weaned off of the vast majority like the vast majority of our gas goes into our cars right right i mean there's still going to be oil and stuff for plastics and right stuff. but for the most part we're talking about cars yeah right so we're the combustible engine's going to be gone in like what 25 years i mean 20 years if we put it if we had the right administrations and the right congress it could be gone faster than that sure it was give benefit to people who did it but i think private industry is going to just i hope so do that Mm -hmm. you know because that's clearly like where things are headed right and so Mm -hmm. you want to be the market leader so you gotta you know Mm -hmm. like the first person who builds an economical electric car that can drive for 500 miles and recharge itself in 30 minutes with that you won yeah you know you win, congr- the, you win the future yeah, right exactly so, and and that that changes everything if i can buy that car for eighteen thousand dollars i'm yeah. i'm totally happy I mean, right shit, if you can buy that car for 60 yeah, you're well, still saying yeah, i mean, I mean especially well, right. as expensive cars are now for sure yeah. but you know so it's like like we're we're talking like another 20 25 years yeah. tops of you being a strategic ally and I don't know why we're helping you out so much right now. Yep. Because especially when their economy mm-hmm. no longer exists yep. because of this commodity, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does stability in the Middle East look like oh, in yeah. general? What does Israel look like? All right. Now, Israel will be okay because theirs is not an oil economy. Yeah. Except that but if all of a sudden they're now, surrounded by people who are not very friendly. Yeah. Right? Including Saudi Arabia. Now. Including Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I mean, they're not friendly anyway. But right. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I will say this. I think Saudi Arabia is very aggressively trying to, uh, you know, change their economic mix. Yeah, they are. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're trying to be the green country. Right. So they have more freaking they sun s- than anybody. They see what the future is, right? Yeah, so, amazing. 
Uh, Amazing it, that the country that grew rich on oil sees that renewables are the next thing, or the technology at least is the yeah. next thing. Yeah, it's crazy. And I know that there are people out there right now who are listening to this who are, well, does anybody listen to this? But of the like 12 <laughs> people who listen yeah. to this, like, there are probably freaking, you know, there's probably half of them that are freaking out about yeah. like, I'm going to drive a gas car till the dad dies. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're, like, not, you're not if you live much well, longer yeah well and like i i keep talking about like the self-driving cars because i think that that's to me the first one that comes out it's like i don't care what it costs i'm buying that thing like, uh yeah i, I would be interested in that like if you could find an electric car I or even like just, driving though see i, I guess hate you it. can I, sometimes i like it yeah not I like, all the time no i it's one of those things. I, I had this debate with some guys at the Kansas City Club a couple of years back when it was still in existence. Yeah. And um, I was talking about, and there are more than 12 people. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was talking about this to um, to the guys there, and they were bringing up the fact that it was like, you know, well, the issue isn't going to be the technology necessarily because technically, like, Mercedes-Benz actually has a working, right, like, right. completely working model. Other companies do, but Mercedes has a nice one. Yeah. And they were like, but that's not the issue. The issue is case law. It's like they don't know what's going to happen the first right. time one of these things hits somebody. Right. Well, like, one killed it's... somebody Yeah, a couple months ago, right? A Google car, I think was it? it was. Oh, yeah. Yep. A Ran a dude over. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like, so what do we do? We bl- do we blame it on that? Is it going to be based on percentages and you just lost? Like, right. What's, what's going to be the right. thing here? And I was like, I understand that. My thing is going to be that I think case law is going to start really working against people that really like to continue to drive. Oh, yeah. When... You, you start bump seeing, into one of those. You bump into one right. of those when they can show that it had nothing to do with the car. Right. When all of a sudden you choose to, I mean, DUI fines and jail time are going to skyrocket. Oh, yeah. Because people are going to be yeah. like, buy a fucking car, dumbass. <laughs> Friday night, I would enjoy that self-driving car. Yeah. Just get home. me home, Jeeves. Yeah. Well, I talk about to Nikki. I was like, that does two things. One, it makes you safer. Because you're not like you can drink, and even if you have sure. one drink and you just have that one really good one on on an empty stomach, and you're driving home, it's like you can feel a little like, ooh, you I don't drive better that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's say like you go out, you have a few. It's like you don't want to get an Uber because you don't want to leave your car there. You just punch a button to get you home. Right. But the other thing for us is like, and if you think about it, just out of leisure time, it's like it, we have a lake house. Like, I could get that car, get the dogs in, get the kids in, get Nikki and I in, and hit a button, and we could have a whole day at the lake, have dinner at the lake, do all that kind of stuff, hit a button, everybody's out, it's driving us home, we pull in the garage, we just put everybody in bed. Right. Right. Yeah. Done. No, I would love to not have to think about my half-hour commute to work every morning. Yeah. That would be nice. Read the paper. Yeah. <laughs> read the paper. <laughs> read the paper. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, to me, that's one of those really interesting things, along with electric, that I keep, you know, I keep harping on because I don't understand why people don't like renewable energy. I don't either. It's like, weird. To me, it's a very strange, like, to me, if you're a nationalist, like, hardcore right-wing nationalist. Yeah, it's like I the don't most get, nationalist thing there is, I know, right? I don't like, get the commitment to oil. Like, I don't when people either. say, like, we're a net exporter. I'm, I mean, I had a guy that worked in the oil fields, and he wrote oh, up sure. a report, it's like, we're a net exporter. At it's the like, moment. You're absolutely right. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But when it's not the, that, when that's not the case. Because it won't be. Because it won't be, like, why not have everything be relied upon in the footprint of our country? Because that's that's a nationalist thought. It's well, like we don't, we no longer need you, right? It's kind of like, I mean, I guess that the thing is, it's like Trump in the coal mines. You know, there's like these people that you know think they're going to make their living forever off of coal mining. No, 
and he wants to play that up because he wants them to vote for him. But it's like the economics of this are just against you. Oh yeah. Like we, like this is never, ever, ever, ever going to be a thing again. Never. Ever. Like it is now because we haven't pushed against it. It's now even just kind of, you know, because natural gas is so much cheaper. Natural gas is so much cheaper and you don't like, it's just like everything else. Automation's killing it. Right. I mean, there, you can have a crew of like 10 guys go do surface mining on a mountain. Right. Get enough coal you know, a mountain's worth of coal basically in a couple of years. And that's way more efficient than digging tunnels underground. Yeah. So yeah. Do you want to have, you know, 400 guys underground or do you want to have 10 working a giant machine? Right. I think I know what's going to happen. 390 people are going to lose their job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it's just, it's, yeah, I don't understand. It's like Trump's aversion to wind power. Like what, are you even talking about, dude? This did does you, not cause cancer. Did you see that? I can't remember if it was Channel 4 or Channel 9. I can't remember which networks those are. But they did um, this, I guess, in north of Kansas City. I can't remember what county it is. They are having, like, and they compared it to the Hatfields and McCoys, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> but apparently some company came. The county decided that they were going to, like, really go for wind power. Yeah. Which I'm a fan of. Sure. Um, and I'm the opposite of some of these people that you'll talk about because I think they're, I honestly think they're beautiful. I, I think they're oh, yeah, really no. cool. You know, I grew up in California. We, uh, I mean, from being a little, little, little kid, we had them everywhere. Yeah. Like, I, I love a big old field of wind turbines. Yeah. It's just, it's really neat. But, and they don't take up much of a footprint. It's like as much right. of a footprint as a cell tower. Right. So, um, so anyway, there are, there was this art, or not an article, there was a, like a, small documentary is like 40 minutes or 45 minutes and they basically talked about the different sides up there but some people have taken the you know energy company's money and they've put as many as they can in their property whether it's one or 20 or whatever and then some people are pissed about it oh i'm sure i'm talking like mad as can be and they're as mad as can be on both sides. Yeah. And it's like, well, they ruined my view, and they did this. And there was one lady that was talking about how she gets dizzy from them and everything, so she wants to move, but her husband doesn't, so it's causing problems there. And uh, I was seriously just like, move. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, 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 I hate saying that because I don't want to sound you know, non-compassionate, but at the same time, I'm really not. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, my personal preference is absolutely solar power. Like I, oh yeah, like yeah. Sol- solar is definitely my preference because I put a panel on the roof and I have power. Right. Congratulations. And if you do it right, then you can have power even when the power company goes out. Right. Right. Because if you just have a net meter, just public service announcement. If you just have one of those companies that comes to you and sells you solar, and you just have a regular net meter, when the power goes off, you no longer have power. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So make sure that you get grid assisted power. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, and actually, the Tesla Powerwall does that. Nice. Yes. So good on them. But getting back to it, this whole county was like, yeah, we're going to make this a thing. And wind turbines are ridiculously energy efficient. They don't take much to maintain. Even though they're giant structures, they don't take much to maintain. And they can power cities. Right. And it's like, okay, so you have to look at them. If you don't like it, move. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those, I'm sorry. Like I. It is what it is. One, again, and I'm kind of biased because I do think that they're pretty. Like, I do like looking at right, them. Right, right. But at the same time, it's like, this is kind of the future, guys. Like, if you want to put solar panels on your house and fund that as a county and help that as a county, do that. Yeah. But also be a part of your public government. 
and know what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they passed it apparently under your nose, is what you say. Yeah. But a lot of people apparently fucking knew about it. Yeah. They invested well, in it. You know. Yeah. The, <laughs> it is interesting the way that we sort of pretend like we don't know what's happening, and then all of a sudden we don't like an outcome, yeah. and it's like, well, we've been talking about that for two years, yeah. and you just and it's did, not. Not like the day that we all woke up and suddenly Paseo had been renamed MLK Boulevard, but (laughs) I've never been so like, it's, it's so tough to say that you're mad about that because it makes it sound like you're a terrible person. It it totally does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not a terrible person. And certainly that's the way the media portrayed it when Mm -hmm. this, when we all voted to change it back. Yeah. You know, the national media portrayed it as like, they just hate racists. Like, no, it's the Paseo. It's the Paseo. Yeah. Yeah. That's Change another street's well, I name. They should rename 39th. Yeah, that would be great, right? Cuts yeah. across the entirety exactly. of the city, hits every community. Yeah, right. It's a it's a uh, it's a numbered street, so you're not. Change- yeah, I think yeah. 39th Street would be a perfect choice for that. Yeah, I mean, and it's one straight street the whole way down. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I the one that I keep hearing them like, well, why don't we change the name of J.C. Nichols? And I was like, okay, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> And it's not a bad idea. I I can't do it. I personally I couldn't vote for it because I think that guy I know he was bad and I know he did a lot of bad things. But that guy also went to the city of Kansas City and was like, Hey, can you help me build this thing and get a road down to it? And they were like, Fuck you. And so he built his own road. Right. And then he built, you know, one of the major reasons that people, you know, love Kansas City. And then when they tried to, when the city then went, that's really cool. We're going to put our parking meters down there. He was like, they're all going to end up on the streets of City Hall tomorrow if you try. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 you know, J.C. Nichols was a terrible racist. Yeah. Um, and so that certainly makes honoring his legacy problematic. However, if there is a single person who is responsible for present day Kansas City, it's J.C. Nichols. Yeah. Because by having his development where it was and putting in place a lot of the aesthetic requirements for owning one of those homes, Mm -hmm. he created, his goal was to create a neighborhood that would still be the place to live in Kansas City in 100 years. It is. Yep. And that very singularly kept our actual city from becoming a totally abandoned waste space. Yeah. Like if you want to know the difference between Kansas city and St. Louis, it's JC Nichols yep. and the country club district. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's the person most responsible for modern Kansas city mm-hmm. and the fact that this is an awesome place to live. Yeah. Um, and I will never deny the fact that he was a racist, but there was a lot of baggage yep. involved in Absolutely. that. And there's a lot of like, not good that yep. comes about a lot of that. And so, yeah, so I I see why they would want to change that street name, and mm-hmm. I don't know that I necessarily disagree with them. I think the bigger problem that I have is Kansas City has its own unique civil rights history. Very. Why not honor some of those people mm-hmm. rather than just honoring Martin Luther King again? Because there is already things in the city that are named after him. Of course. You know, so why not recognize the efforts of some other people locally? Yeah. You know, that seems like it would make more sense to me. Yeah, I think we could rename a lot of streets named or numbered 
yeah. with people that were influential in the city. Yeah, we shouldn't go too crazy with the numbered streets, though, because no, those because are then excellent I'll just get for navigation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on this in Hemingway. Right. I don't know I don't where that know, is. I don't know where that is. <laughs> You're gonna have to. Is that like? So King is on K, and then Hemingway's a little bit before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, now that I have to know. M- that must be the answer. Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, I I do agree with that. But yeah, it's just one of those like that was. I I understand the reason that people are quick to say the J.C. Nichols thing, but it just yeah. Like I know he was bad, but oh, guys, come on. Yeah. I mean, this is literally the road that he built. Well, yeah. I mean, that is true. <laughs> yeah. If you build your own road, I guess you should. Yeah, you and know, you make the city yeah. what the city is. Right. But but yeah, I de- like I thought thirty nine. Somebody brought that up on like a post on Kansas City yeah, Star. No, I was like thirty nine should be perfect. Such a great. Yeah. Yeah. It runs through everything. Yeah. Brings all of it together. Yeah. And you can't really fuck it up. So, right, right. Or you know, I mean, yeah. There's there's lots of really good options. Renaming the Paseo was not a good option. No, that's no, you a, can't name that. You can't. Re- I mean, it's such a unique name with a unique history, and yeah, yeah, you can't rename that. No, anything. No, you know. But yeah, the it'll be interesting to see if anything ever does get named because I bet it doesn't happen. Yeah, well, I, I bet think this just dies. I don't think there's a lot of trust right now between this, like the council and the people with regard to that. No, certainly not. Like, hey, F you. You took away a street that we loved and gave it, yeah, the name of a great man. Sure. But sure. we have a lot of streets in this town. What the fuck is wrong with you? And yeah. you forced it down our throat. You could have picked any number of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there are certainly other... Uh, streets that are named after racists that we could change the name, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's, there's plenty of things that we could, we could change. Well, any, I mean, any street named Jackson, probably. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> it would work. We yeah. must have a street named Jackson. I'm right? sure. I'm sure we've yeah. got one somewhere. I don't know where that is, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> we could do it. Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Pennsylvania. Rename Pennsylvania Street. Why do we have a Pennsylvania Street? I don't know. I well, I do, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. So it's a historian who knows everything. Yeah, all the streets uh <laughs> all the streets west of Main Street are named after things from the north. Oh, interesting. And all the streets east of Main Street for a while are named after um trees that you would find in the south gotcha um i knew there were trees but i didn't want to say trees yeah trees is it oak yeah oak. <laughs> yeah it, it's it's uh you know it's supposed to like pay homage to kansas city's southern culture interesting uh or at least what was southern culture right. at the time right <laughs> <laughs> um not, not that kind of southern culture yeah yeah <laughs> So, so yeah, so, you know, there's lots of streets that you could work with over yeah. there. Yeah, Pennsylvania Street. Let's change that name. Yeah. Runs right through Westport. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Everybody yeah. would love it. Exactly. Awesome, man. I think we're ready. Yeah. Cool. You said you didn't want to talk for three hours, but we almost did. Yeah, well, you know. No, you said almost one o'clock. Yeah. That's so fair. We're getting out of here early. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to see each other tonight. Woo! <laughs> and... Um, me and my big drinking. Woo. Oh, yeah. That'll yeah. be interesting. I never <laughs> we'll watched see. you not drink. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I don't think that's, it'll work. That's probably why I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs>